It's the Kenny Confirm That Podcast, the show where two non-experts use quick wit and quick internet searches to keep you up to date on news, entertainment, and pop culture. Hey, IG people. Hey. We're going to try something different. Look at me. I have a bunch of shit in front of my face. What a good video. I got two cameras to look at and the angles I don't like on either one. All right. Maybe I'll try that. I'll look at the IG audience. Look at my long ass hair, people. There's no one here. There's no one here. I know. No, this is for the archives when they come back and they figure out what we're doing. What we are doing, for those who are just coming into the archives, is we'll give you guys the first 10, 15 minutes of our recording here. What we get settled in. It's our, 20th, it's our 20th episode. Yeah, man. Mike's, look at your mic. Talk to your mic. Your mic's I'm falling at, again, eh? Like last time. It's not falling. You see it? It doesn't look straight. My OCD's kicking in man it's it on like not a, be straight there we go no see no oh, you had it for a second we it, i don't want it straight just leave just leave my mic be just let me do my thing with my mic i got a thing about 90 degrees right you look at my desk everything's at 90 degrees stop um, staring at my mic like in 90 degree and be 90 degrees okay don't that bitch is at 87 i hope I hope it's at 87. Is, I hope people can hear this on through my phone too, since I'm talking into a bunch of shit and not at my phone speaker or in mic. You don't want to do it. We can just exit it right now. No, I'm no, I'm not saying that. I'm I don't even, saying, I'm I hope, not even paying attention is, to it. <laughs> not even paying attention to it. No. I just feel like it's. Uh, so hopefully you're speaking loud enough. That's all I'm wondering. I'm, I I'm, I know I'm speaking loud enough for the podcast. That's all that matters. If the IG crowd can't really hear us, then I don't know. Let us know if you can't. I'm sure they can hear us on that. I don't really, it doesn't really matter to me. Oh, okay. We got a show to do anyways. I'm not oh, worried about the IG show. I'm worried about this one, the real one. We do have a show, uh, our 20th show. How cool is that? Mm, it's a good one. Something I just realized, eh? When I mute here and I cough, podcast uh-huh. is clean. Those people just saw me cough. Yeah, that's right. That's dangerous. Well, we can edit a cough. So just cough. Just cough for people. I don't I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna ruin the actual recording. I'll do. I'll do what I always do. I, I, no, I'm courteous, man. I always hit the mute button before those things. Okay. Um, I just can't go back and edit that. But hey, the crowd approves. We're good. Okay. I'm down. I'm down. That's great to hear. It always is. They can hear us. We can see them. How was your week? <laughs> My week was fine, man. How was your day? My day was fantastic, actually. Can I tell you that I started the day with some cheesecake for breakfast? Yes. Yeah. Tell me. Tell me about this cheesecake. Mm-hmm. What kind? Um, it was just cheesecake that was in the fridge. It had come out of the freezer. I did not eat it last night. Okay. Uh, for some reason, with the cup of coffee this morning, it felt right. I ate the cheesecake with my coffee on the balcony, watching the snowfall. Oh, look at you. I know. I was like a human meme. <laughs> I didn't know what the story was, but I knew it was there. Right? So I thought that was fun, because when you reach a certain age like me, men of a certain age get to do certain things on their own time. And one of those things is eating cheesecake for breakfast on a Sunday cheesecake. fucking morning. Right? Cheesecake for breakfast. I'm a grown-ass man. That's why. That's why. But hey, okay. how was your day? What'd you do? Did, nothing as fun as that, I bet. Um, I don't think I did anything as fun as that. Um, I had an omelet. Yeah. Pretty standard fare. Um, 
ordered a pizza at like 2 p.m. Because okay. I didn't want to leave. I didn't want to leave and go anywhere. Okay. Uh, obviously, because it's shitty out. They we're so opposites, eh? Yeah. First Are thing I opposites? saw this morning. Yeah, no, I saw the snowfall this morning, and I was like, I'm hitting the roads. Oh. Like, yeah, I got out around like 10 a.m., man, just bombed around. I was like, I want to see the snow falling. You want to see how it looks everywhere in the city? I can drive. So it's not a big deal to me, right? Like, I'm, I'm capable of driving in the winter. I mean, I went out for coffee. Uh, so I didn't. Me, I did go fun. out. Yeah, yeah. I enjoy it. I love that first drive on the on the first snowy day. Right, you get to go see all the panicky faces across. Right, you see some white knuckles in the cars next to you. Right, oh. I just I like it. You know, there's so few things I'm really good at in life, and one of them is winter driving. So I like to take advantage of it as much as you I can. You feel confident about your winter driving skill? It's one of those things, man. I get a few compliments in life, but I've always been like, holy shit, that blizzard was crazy, and you got us through it alive. And I'm like, That's not, it ain't a thing. You, th- you drive around the most grateful people. Congratulations. <laughs> yeah, man. I like to keep myself surrounded by grateful people. Normally, I don't get that. Like, hey, you know what? You yeah. drove us on that, on that uh, work lunch. <laughs> on that work lunch thanks for not killing us okay yeah, yeah episode 20 this is fun i mean episode i think it's 20. pretty exciting five, or 20. uh five months of uh yeah and definitely if you listen to the first episode you can hear that it was five months ago i think at this point yeah i'm not gonna lie to the audience i'm not gonna lie to you folks i haven't only i've, I've only started being proud of this shit for about five to six weeks now <laughs> Thanks. Yeah, so the last five to six <laughs> weeks where I'm like, oh, this is actually a thing. I would listen to this. Yeah. But, so it's been fun. I'm glad we're I'm glad we're here. And one, I'm glad that me and you have made it five months continuous of talking. Yeah, that's really cool, actually. That's amazing pretty... for us. For me and you, that's amazing because we go with like three, four months hard and then we drop off for like three, four months at a time. You know, I'm gonna be a little sappy because it, you mentioned it and it's our five our five our five month. <laughs> but um you know what? I think it's pretty cool, especially during quarantine times, to have like something like that. Like, hey, you know what? No matter what, like, I don't, even if no one's listening or whatever, I'm excited to talk to my buddy at least once a week for an hour and a half, two hours. That's pretty cool. Everyone should start a podcast and be our competition. <laughs> it's pretty fun. Everybody has been. It's yeah, <laughs> yeah, not a big deal. Yeah, oh, it's five month anniversary, man. That's great. I love it. I don't know what the five month is. I don't think there's a thing for that. I don't think there's a thing. It's not important enough to celebrate, really. But uh, ink is ink one of them? Is oh, definitely, them? definitely. Proud is ink one of the like I know tin. Tin is the ten. Um, there's diamond. There's there's a couple other things in there. It's like paper. I think paper is, is a good one. Oh, paper is my favorite. I I live with paper. I can provide paper at any time. Um, yeah, I know, but I don't know what the five month would be. Wood, wood, nah, man, I ain't giving you wood. <laughs> You've given me plenty of wood over the years, <laughs> my friend. No, no, <laughs> no, no, no. But, anyways, I think that's fun for the crowd that comes. I think what we're going to start doing is we might start doing the first 10 15 minutes like this every week. Uh, let some people join in. Join the fun. Let us know if there's anything they need us to confirm. We'll give you 30 seconds. If you're in the room right now and you got like you got 30 seconds to let us know if there's anything you want us to confirm today for you, then we're going to get down to business. 
I don't know what business is today. What's on the docket? What's on the business? Oh, so many good things to talk about. Um, we've got one of the biggest um, uh, athletics, like university, college, athletic clothing debacle of all time to talk about. <laughs> this is all new to me. I'm excited. This is exciting. Yeah, this is. It's pretty fun. Um, let me just say, I wish I got some of the schools merch. Okay. What else we got? Um, we're going to talk about Marvel podcasts. Okay. And those are and those are now live on SiriusXM exclusively. Um, are they really? Okay. Yeah, I just finished the show Utopia. Okay, let's talk about that. So I want to ask I want to ask you your opinion on that because you sort of uh, recommended it to me a few times, and I finally got to it. We'll get into details. I remember recommending it and then de-recommending. Then rec- like it's been one of those. It's been one. And of- um, I want to cast and tell you about my perfect Batman movie. It's my it's our twentieth twentieth episode. I'm doing something for me on this episode for sure. All about JB. Yeah. All right. Cue the Batman spinny thing. On that, I'm going to hit X on this. See you live, people. If you want to listen yeah, to the rest for, of this, come by Friday. Thanks for joining. Coming soon. In a world divided by the Al Gore George Bush 2000 presidential election outcomes darkest timeline, two brave procrastinators keep you up to date on news. Wayfair signs, exclusive sponsorship deal with Parlor. Pop culture. And you wouldn't think that that's what Harry Potter would be believing. No, not at all. And entertainment. What is this about Kevin Hart's dick in his basement? As you strap in for this podcast thrill ride, starring, hey, I'm John Brown. And come Gorov Wonder. I'm Gorov. I'm Gorov. Gorov? Gorov. Gorov. Can you confirm that? Um, well, I guess we should, uh, so just by the way, I guess we should say like, this is the 20th episode of Can You Confirm That? It is. So we're going to have a good time tonight. Um, we're going to do things our way on this on this episode. Uh, by the way, you know my name is John John Brown or John Terrio. You can find me and talk to me on there, or you can find me on Can You Confirm That and, and on Instagram. And I'm Gora Wander. I think G Wander's the handle that prevails, yeah. but you can find me in most places. Google is a good place to start. Yeah, yeah. Well, what did you say last time that you can find them? You can find them anywhere. Bus stops. Soon. <laughs> yeah, I know. I think if we go into lockdown again, you can find me. Yeah, right. You can find me with one of those signs. I'll be the the guy who doesn't look poorly dressed enough that you buy that he's homeless. I want to be on fridge magnets. Like those are those Converse are too new. I, I don't right. want to stop for him. Um, <laughs> well, what would you rather be on? Would you rather be on a billboard or would you rather be on a fridge magnet? In what context? It's like your face. If you were hawking some kind of shit. If I was hawking something. Like if I was selling like something. Like if you're, you're not real estate, but like, let's say it's a podcast. <laughs> like you got a big billboard with your face on it. And it's like, I can confirm it or something, right? <laughs> would you rather that be on a billboard or would you rather it be like on somebody's fridge? Can I be on a, one of those like bus benches? <laughs> oh, you'd be there anyways. You'd be there. Okay. Follow up question. <laughs> do you want to be my... on a... Do you want to be on a bus bench or on the side of the bus? <laughs> I don't. I want to be on the bench for sure. I don't want to see that big of me, like a huge bus-sized version of my face ever in town. <laughs> They're not that far off, though, in size. So here, I'll, here's my, my take on it. <laughs> my favorite, by the way, is you just proved that this sign works. <laughs> 
Yeah, right. Fuck you. I'm reading something. It doesn't mean I'm exactly. buying it. Yeah. Well, it, it's just about the views, man. They don't care about the actual engagement. <sighs> Fuck them for being uh, clever like that. Uh, <laughs> right. But like, so I don't know. I would take the bus because you got to figure the bus goes through different neighborhoods. Okay. Right. And if you're looking for exposure, you want the most. You could be on a shitty bench uh, in a shitty park in a shitty part of the city. Yeah, boy. That sounds like with my like, plan. That sounds good that's, to me. That's, that's, that's my bench. Homeless people um, can do their whatever worse on me. <laughs> and I think I would take fridge magnet over billboard. Because billboard, you got people walking, driving by every day, and they, it's, a, it's a passing fancy. Yeah. But if somebody's put me on their fridge... That means every day when they fucking wake up in the morning to reach for the cream or the milk to put in their coffee or whatever, it's like, I'm there. Someone put you on their fridge. They're approving of the message. Yeah. Or they needed a magnet. There's bound to be at least one person who drives past that billboard every day that has to see your face that just starts to fucking hate it. Yeah. I'm just saying there's like nine or ten like real estate agents that I don't think I would ever deal business with, mm-hmm. but I'm sure they're fine fellows because I see them every morning. <laughs> Don't trust it. Don't trust them. I know one. I no. know one guy. <laughs> he, he probably he, there's no way he's listening to this. And I know uh, one dude whose um, face has been on a bus a few times. And uh, yeah. I man, I'm just I shake my fist at that bus every time it drives past. Trust me. Okay. Is it somebody I would know? I don't think. Or so. Or is it just somebody who's big in the KW? Big region? in KW. Okay, that's fair because I I know a lot of people who are. Yeah, striving for bus sides, right? Yeah, oh. I'll uh, I'll uh, if I say it by accident here, I'll have to beep it. Oh, out. Oh <laughs> no, please! We haven't used that sound effect yet, eh? Where we like have to literally beep, beep out a word. Yeah. yeah, that one. Yeah. So it's come close. It's come close. I told you about this. Um, the the University of or the Concordia University of Ann Arbor. Okay, sounds. Super tame, innocent. Um, had a university. Concordia. University. And where's Ann? Ar- where's Ann Arbor? What, oh, that's in Michigan. Yeah, it sure is. So there was a there was a typo on the form that they submitted, and the printing company for their like bookstore clothing line um, used Michigan. So I don't know if they filled out the form and put like state and city or whatever backwards. But they put Michigan in in the wrong spot, and so the uh, so I, I know you're laughing because you already know the punchline here. Um, the printer of the clothing line used the M instead of the A for Ann Arbor, and they got C U M printed on all of their merch. C U M, yes, sir. What the shit? Can I do one of our special sound effects for this moment? <laughs> okay, sure. What? <laughs> That's insane. So yeah, so they wrote "come" on all of their school's clothing lines. Just "come" everywhere, and some of the merch, like I don't, can't imagine. Like I can't. I just can't believe this was pre-planned because there's like yeah. a gray heart on a red shirt that says "come" right in the center. Like, how could you even write that better? Gray heart. I, heart, I love it. I heart come. Um, I love it. There's hats. They need the cum okay. card. The cum cardinals. <laughs> cum cardinals. Okay. So okay, we we got we have a sweatshirt and a hat. What else? Uh, we've got lots of things, man. Raglan like t-shirts and stuff. Okay. Okay. Um, like it's their whole like think about all the shit. Where did you go, Conestoga, and to 
Where? Laurier and then York. Laurier and, and York. A little, little or of schools. So they have stuff like they have tons of branded right, clothing, right? Yeah. You got to imagine Nothing. all the varied things. Yeah, but none like, I mean, WLU, you know. Why yeah. you was never actually on any of the merch. It was always usually York. Okay. The, you know, but just imagine all of um, that merch that says York on it is now saying come. I didn't buy much merch, man. Oh. To be honest, I had a Conestoga College backpack that I rocked all the way through. There's a that's loyalty. There's a <laughs> there's a, um COVID masks. <laughs> okay. Any any like blue dresses? Any like <laughs> no, no. Any like presidential secretary cocktail dresses? <laughs> One of my favorites is a t-shirt that has like the XXL underneath, so it says "Come okay. XXL." <laughs> it's all, all right. red and white too, so they're red and white, okay. just so you can get a vibe. It's um, all right. So they oh obviously they panicked and have removed the line, so they called the printer, but yeah. some stuff got out there. So they did uh, fulfill some come university or some come orders, I guess we could say like. People ordered their cum clothing and got their cum service. I guess I don't know. If that's gross. They, yeah, man. No, it's not gross. They <laughs> they gross. wanted cum. <laughs> yeah, and they got cum. Some people did not get a full load because they um, oh. they caught on and they quickly changed it to Concordia University. So some people ordered cum and got CU. So somebody was withheld. Come, yeah. <laughs> that's so dangerous, isn't it? I mean, if they want it, I guess it's dangerous. <laughs> so strange. Oh. And I bet you it's only on all of the blue sweatshirts and all of that stuff. I, I just sunk into me that this is our twentieth episode, and we just start. I love where we're going. We're just starting on the lowest tier. <laughs> You're just joining us for the first time. A few weeks ago, yeah. I actually quick <laughs> predicted. The election down to the states, yeah, <laughs> uh, and to down to the electoral college votes. Um, welcome, but thank you for coming today. Well, thank you, welcome to the Can You Confirm That podcast. Um, yeah, smart, I you know, you. you can get a, lots of topics. You know, we're like an we're oh, like no, a, that's a good one. We're like an iPhone playlist, you know, like we're all over the place with shit. <laughs> Listen, I know we've got a very varied listening crew, right? Some people who um, you know, love Bigfoot and some people who don't. And that's the beauty of it, right? Yeah. Because we, we cover it all. Um, and one of the things where I think this is interesting is, yes, we may have gone down that deep, deep down the hole of come. Come clothing and come university. Yeah. Come orders. But, but somebody somewhere is getting rich off of that come. And that's where we can confirm things and where we can give you the guidance of this is where we need to start going on eBay. This is where you got to start hitting, you know, stock X. You got to check your, your, your reseller sites for the come inventory. This could be the investment of a lifetime for some of you. If you can get your hands on one of the rare come sweatshirts. Yeah. It's, this could be the cornerstone of your retirement. This, you can only get advice like that. This merch is hot. It's hot come. <laughs> it's hot. It's coming at you, and you got to take it okay. as fast as you can. God damn it. It's 20th episode. <laughs> we, and you got some retirement advice. Earlier, earlier we were talking about how, prad, how, proud, <laughs> how proud we are of this podcast now. 
And that's uh, my retirement cornerstone, I by the way. Immediately changed my mind. I'm a sweatshirts and Birkin bags. We've talked about them all. <sighs> Moving on. Okay, you got me down a rabbit hole. I'm having too much fun with it. Yeah. Um, so, speaking of um, having fun, <laughs> no, and I can't wait to hear you segue out of this. <laughs> Um, you know, keep it coming, man. Keep it coming. You know who loved come <laughs> Marvel, oh, cool. Marvel icon, Stan Lee. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> for Stan. RIP. Love, love, love for Stan. So the Marvel uh, and Sirius XM podcasts are released oh now. So they're exclusive podcasts on Sirius XM. And they have uh, exclusive shows about uh, characters like uh, old old Logan, I should say, and it's all old people, old Hawkeye, old man Star Lord. It's all these like old versions of these characters are, are some of the first exclusives. Still can't believe you did Stanley. Like that. <laughs> okay, that sounds interesting. I mean, it's uh, and it's exclusive to anything, or is it on all podcast things? I think it's exclusive to Sirius and Pandora. Interesting purchase. Yeah, because I think those guys are merged now. Um, <clears throat> that's an interesting one. Yeah. I don't think that's going to last very long. I'll tell you that. Um, it's a lot of work. Well, no. I mean, and it's something that they're doing with everything, right? Like, mm. there's a ton of it, but I don't think... I don't think that's a deal where if I'm Pandora or... Uh, who was the other one? Sorry, again. Um, Sirius. Sirius, Yeah. I don't think that's the right place to be spending my money because yeah. it's not going to be a long-term thing. What they, if I'm serious and you know, you've already given half a billion dollars to a guy, you're sitting on Howard's shit, man. Like, yeah. I don't understand why they haven't already monetized the shit out of his back end and been like, we're turning you into a podcast, bro. Like, um, the Howard Stern show will not like, it only makes sense. Um, I know that, the reason that they didn't do it a long, long time ago was because people paid for Sirius so they could hear Howard. Yeah. But the times are a change in, and this is why I'm really shocked that you're telling me that Marvel is signing up with Sirius and Pandora exclusively for this. What the fuck is the reach, right? Like, I know you've been an XM Sirius guy a long, long, long time, but that's in your car. Yeah. I don't know if you have the app on your phone, even though I don't have it anymore. Have I was going to okay. say, like, I'm just going to, like, next time I buy a car, I'll listen to the Marvel podcast uh, for the three months yeah. that I get free. Serious. I just don't see it. Because um, I know Netflix has done a lot of exclusives on the podcast side. Yeah. Um, and Spotify is doing that as well. And Apple is now starting to get into the business of maybe doing some exclusives. But generally, those are all tailored around their own stuff, right? Like, Netflix has done podcasts specific to their own shows and mm -hmm. put them on Spotify and, and posted it sort of as like by Netflix, you know, podcast studios or whatever you want to call it. But that's actually kind of their groundwork. Like they're, mm -hmm. they're, they're testing the market for an eventual Netflix audio. This is Sirius app, XM's right? first uh, a foray, they said into podcasts. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And they're all doing it. Like iHeart's done it. Deezer's done it. We get the emails, we see the shit like, and it's like interesting how it goes. Um, but I think at this point, like I'm, I'm more trusting of networks than I am like exclusive platforms. Yeah. So I think what would have been more interesting to me is if Marvel had been like, we are signing up with, um, frequency podcast network, mm -hmm. or we are signing up with the ringer, um, or some other major sort of network where you can be like, okay, these guys are, 
they're going to figure out a way to make it right um, and proper. I just, I'm not going to be installing Pandora. I'm not going to be installing Sirius and I'm not going to be looking for these podcasts. So I think it's unfortunate. Marvel's probably put a shit ton of money and resources into trying to make something good mm-hmm. that nobody's going to really listen to. Um, well, they're going to they just put it everywhere. I mean, to me, it's weird because they're writing and reading stories. Like you'd think they'd want to hook up with like, um, like an yeah. audio book type. Um, so audible would be there. Yeah. Right? Like, like Amazon, Aud- Amazon music now has podcasts within it. Yeah. Right? Half uh, their own channel on audible, right? Or audible would make sense. Um, I don't know. Like we'll have to give it time to see how it goes. If it's episodic. Yeah. Right. And if that's the idea, I don't know if Sirius is the place for it either. Um, I mean, like, you know, I, I've taken a long look at how to do episodic podcasts and um, something that would play as a television series uh, in a car or on somebody's headphones, right? And there's a huge, huge difference between doing an audiobook, um, huge difference between doing what would be like an audible audiobook or what a lot of podcasts do, which is sort of, present a long narrative with few quotes in between. I mean, so it's always like, I'll give you an example of one, right? Like you'll, you'll hear somebody like one of the hosts will be like, and then Jeremy entered the room. And then as he entered the room, he looked at blah, blah, blah. And then when he grabbed his items, he went this way. He looked at Becky and he said, I'll be right back. Well, and then, right. Like that's how it'll go. Um, and that's what the Marvel ones sound like. They're going to be. I would have taken a different way. Yeah. Right. Like I wouldn't have gone with that. Um, One, I wouldn't have partnered with Sirius. And if you're going to, then you have to go a different way. And I'm hoping it goes the way that I have envisioned mine, is, which is more of a, the actual dialogue drives it. Right. right? Like higher actors. Um, yeah, voice actors. It's scripted um, to, to a point where it's not, narr- it's not a story. Mm-hmm. It's a show, right? Like um, it breaks down. You know, you, you have five, six, seven characters. Um, and then you have the odd, the very, very seldom narration, right? And the narration, and it shouldn't be exposition, right? So if it, if we got a Marvel podcast where they're like, Hawkeye looked across the room forlornly. He was tired. He was grieving, right? No, I don't want that. No. Let, let, let Hawkeye tell me those things through his dialogue when he looks or talks to his wife or his daughter or something, and he's like, I can't believe how hard that's been right like that's where i want to learn these things sure i don't want to learn it through the narrator my suggestion to you is you have to look at the narrator as a descriptive video for the blind guy and if you need to hear in background music you got to start adding in all the special effects sounds of like a door creaking and stuff instead of that yeah. live atmosphere so it takes it from something that's really simple to do uh yeah to like produce to make it good it has to be and produced. then it has to be exactly so now i'm like thanks to, to covid I'm i'm stuck with like 10, 12 scripts. Could you hire Michael right? Winslow to do all the, <laughs> the the special effects? Well, it's just like I would I would have to get now sound engineers, sound design guys, sound mixers, and all yeah. these things that really I wouldn't have needed as much as I just needed two guys before, one with the thing on the stage and one on, on the side, right? Um, so, yeah, man, it sucks. But, like, go for it. If you're Marvel, you've got the money, you got the resources, you can do it right. Um. And maybe, but I think, I think the idea is great. The execution. That'd be cool if it was like that. The execution could be wonderful, but it's not going to go anywhere because it's on Sirius and Pandora. So, like, if you were Apple, 
Um, yeah, not enough people will get right? to it. Like that, that, if you do it right, like, yeah. whoosh, how, sounds. How many 17 year like, how many 17 year olds? Like, not like a Marvel fans, yeah. okay? Some of them might be 17 or under. I bet you a yeah. whole bunch of them. How many of them are friggin' having Sirius XM? Right. You know, like that's that's like a business person streaming service. It's, I'm not going to lie to you. It's what you listen to in your car. I think we figured it out, though. There's a reason they're on Pandora and Sirius, and all of these podcasts yeah. are old Hawkeye. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah. It's really meant to appeal to maybe a bunch of 45-year-old people who've already installed Pandora on their phone back in like 2004. Um, yeah. And like, they haven't gotten rid of it since. Right. So it's like, it's one yeah. of those things or maybe you're, you're trying to find them. Right. It's like, I am, my Fitbit supports Deezer. What the fuck is Deezer? Right. Like it's, it's just one of those things where it's like, there were certain times when things were big. And I guess if you're doing old Hawkeye and, you know, old Logan, that's where you go with it. Um, cause yeah. maybe I, that's where I the listen audience. to I listen to Sirius XM on my drive-in in my Mercedes to my software company parking lot. Yeah. And I will listen to old Logan. Yeah. For sure. Exactly. That's fair. I'm 40 years old. Well, yeah. I mean, that's not me. I'm just... Well, I'm in just... between all of your, like, management books that you're listening to in audio, right? Like, about, like, yeah, yeah. effective leadership styles in, in a changing world. Right? Yeah. How to be... Came... How to be close in a distant society. Um... What else would be good right Whoa, now? Hey. I like that one, eh? Ooh. How to be close in a distant society. Well, this so we're talking about comics and society changes and things. So I know where I'm jumping onto this quick, but I finished Utopia this weekend. Finished it. Um I watched almost all of it in one night. One day, I think. I watched the first okay. two episodes with Carla. All right. Maybe three, and they were two uh a little graphic for her. There's like the yeah. It's a <clears throat> well, first of all it's obscene. Hard spoilers. I'm going hard spoilers. Spoil it. So, Spoil it away. <clears throat> we always have time codes. So uh, if if you don't want spoilers for Utopia, I'm gonna tell you. I'm gonna. I'm actually gonna be really kind here. If you don't want spoilers for Utopia, because it was cool, and if you can handle a little bit of like surreal, um, hard violence. <laughs> You should watch it, but if so, then jump to the next. Ju- just jump to the next topic. Yeah, it'll be on there. What's the word that they use in the ratings? Isn't it gratuitous violence? I guess or something yeah, like gratuitous that? violence. Yeah, or, or gory or, yeah. scenes of gory violence or whatever. Yeah. Um, but Utopia. So um, I accidentally ordered Prime. Okay. <laughs> so I encourage you've been talking to me about purchases. I know. So and you've been talking to me about a few Prime shows in. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, I watched, I th- like, I, th- I don't know how many episodes it was, like eight episodes in a row. Friday night, mm-hmm. I got home from guitar teaching, and um, I got, on my way, I got a large Baja Blast from Taco Bell okay. on my way home. All right. And I love, ta- I love Baja Blast. I don't, <laughs> I don't know why, go. okay? I'll let it go. Uh, there might be haters out there, but I, anyways, it's got like 91 grams of caffeine, and it's chock full of sugar. So I was up. Till like three o'clock on Friday, oh Saturday morning, and I watched all of Utopia. Right, interesting one to start and, with. Uh, okay, yeah, it was good. I had a feeling you. I, I had a feeling good. you would like it. I had a feeling it was more uh-huh. up your alley than mine. To be honest, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, did you know it was, it was a British TV series first? I I knew a little bit about it, but I didn't do a lot of 
There was two it. seasons yeah. of this British, and, and it was this is a remake of it. Like yeah. it's it's um like using the same imagery, uh, using the same character elements. Like it's it's a it's a pretty stern remake. Um, which is kind of interesting. I really want to watch. I, I, people that are reviewing both are loving British women. Yeah, British. but that's how it always is. Yeah, right? yeah. And and I'll I'll give you this one right now. That's not always how it stands over time, right? Right. When when the Office first came out, the U.S. version, I remember the amount of people who were like, "The British one is far superior," and, and that right. used to be like you couldn't shut those people up. But by the time like the U.S. Office got to like season five, six, seven, right? Like by the time it was ending, that wasn't you that that audience characters. was like th- those people weren't as vocal about how the British one was way way better, right? Um, yeah, yeah. So I think that's happened a couple of times where people just naturally, I think it's instinctive to be honest with the reviewers sure. and anyone to just be like, the British one had to have been better. Um, I know, I know. But, you, you know, we kind of grow, we grow like fond of our the original characters yeah. in our mind too. Like, uh, I have a hard time giving up the original design for Spider-Man PS4's Peter Parker. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I, yeah. They recently, they have, have you heard that they recently changed his face? It's a video game, so, though. Yeah, so the PlayStation video game for Spider-Man uh, with the PlayStation 5 has updated Peter Parker's face. I would let it he looks more. He looks more like Tom, Hi- Tom Holland. Yeah, and fine. in the previous one, he looks more like... Uh, Generic uh, white boy? No, well, a little bit more generic, but a little more like Andrew Garfield. Yeah, okay, that's fine. What do we care? Makes sense, yeah. right? Well, I'll tell you why I care, because I spent 70 hours with that face. So it's hard to look at it's hard yeah, to look at the same voice, the same movements with a different face. And I'm just saying I relate to people saying, like, oh, the original is, is is stuck in my mind, and that's where it's coming from, right? They say that this one is better for motion tracking as the um as the product evolves, I, th- I do think that that's bullshit. And I think they just did it to make it look more like Tom Holland than Andrew Garfield. But I'm sure that behind the scenes, there was some sort of fucking resemblance thing. It's like, they didn't want to pay Andrew Garfield to yeah. use his likeness. And yeah, they've probably not, already like, paid Tom Holland to use his likeness. Right. Like, I mean, neither so, of them are likenesses. Yeah. They're rough enough that they don't have to pay. No, anybody. but it could be close enough that even their agents have protected them and been like, you get too fucking close. Right. Um, well, it's own, it's made by Sony Video Game Studios, so yeah, I think they just want oh. to like wash the image of, of Peter Parker as Tom Holland right now. Right? Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's all because it, it's all intertwined, right? Like at the top is levels, and and there's some SVP from the gaming division who's had to meet with the movie guy, and the movie guy's like, "Listen, man, I hate to do this to you, but the fucking agents over at CAA won't relent on." video game likeness and they want that clause in there and yeah you know um we got to do something about right and that's all it is um so um back to utopia though yes um it's a i guess there's a book that maybe this idea is loosely based on from from the 16th century Mm -hmm. do you know about this thomas moore again i looked into it but i didn't like get into it so let's enlighten enlighten so it's 15, 15, 16 is when this book was okay. published. So I guess he gets a kind of claim for the word utopia even. Oh, okay. So nice. Long ago. Nice. And he, it was designed sort of a satire. A satire okay. Yep. Makes sense. Uh, to mean nowhere. Okay. All right. Which is kind of cool. 
Yeah, I like Utopia that. Like sort that. of changed. Its meaning has sort of changed. Uh, this, I, I think the spelling changed to have an E in it as well or something. Is that right? Uh, and now that means like a good, like a good place. But the original Utopia, like uh, the show, is named after means nowhere, I guess. Which sort of makes sense, I suppose, too. Yeah, I think the, it would be a, in the show. It, it's sort of like purgatory without a religious context. Yeah, in the show, it's just called home, yeah. right? Which is vague. Yeah, but home is nowhere because you're never really seeing it. Like, um, you know, uh, it's he pulls a bell and a, a bush opens up and they walk in the through the bush like it's nowhere. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I think they sort of stick on that idea still a little bit. Um, that book, the original Utopia book, was written like uh, conversations that um, this Thomas More had with local people that he like used this as uh, proof, fictional proof okay. that there was a place. Like they talked <clears> about <throat> the poetry and the alphabet and people who were there as well that visited Utopia. Okay. There was like a wood, a wooden map of the Utopia island. There were rules about uh, population control, which is a uh, which is a big one in the in the story or the Amazon Prime show. Right. There is some overlapping in the themes and that, right? Like, but obviously brought into yeah. like a, a modern time. But what did you think of um, like the overall tone? Did you find it? I've had a hard time getting back to that show, right? Like, there's there's too many yeah. on Amazon. Like, I, I think uh, when you messaged me at first, I thought you had actually started to upload, and. I was like, oh, yeah, that's going to be fun for him. And I could understand you binging that really, really fast because it's an easy, quick binge. Uh, Upload? Yeah, yeah. But when you said Utopia, um, I was like, holy shit, I'm like struggling to get to episode two or three because I don't, I'm not, I don't know if I'm like wanting that right now in my life, right? Like, and it's, I'm sure it's a fine show, Uh, but I may wait on it, right? Like, is one of the things. I think that's a little dark. Well, I think we talked about this a couple of weeks ago or something where I was, it's, like it's unfortunate that the show is going to probably get canceled because not many people are going to watch it because of yeah. It's a one. It's too gory. Two. I don't want to hear about pandemics right now. Uh, right. And so then it is. It. So it's one of those things where I feel like yeah, it's sad to me that now you're going to live my so existence, people, John. You're going to get into a show that probably won't be around very long. Well, okay. So for people who uh, haven't seen it, who haven't skipped because they don't give a shit. Um. Utopia is about uh, a comic book that is found that goes for auction. And in this comic book, there's a certain amount of people around the world who see this comic book as more than just fiction. It deals with uh, with um, viral warfare, I guess. Is that what? Yeah. In this group, they met on Parlor, right? These people. Is that true? I think so. Maybe. <laughs> it's one of the few Gaurav, places you can get a group like that, I think, together. Gorov's work in a parlor sponsorship big time. Oh, yeah. Go to slash can you confirm that? 50 for 50% off your first month. All racist posts free for the first month. Um, we do not have a parlor sponsorship. Um, so, anyway, so it, uh, it, it deals with a virus that runs through the, the world and, uh, Kills a whole bunch of people, and there's a main character in the comic book named Jessica Hyde, um, and it kind of goes over like conspiracy theories as well and that kind of thing. Right? Am I missing anything? No. The the no. show. 
I mean, listen, I'm only a, a three or four episodes in, but I think you've nailed the gist. I did a lot of reading on what the show was about, and that's kind of when I made the decision, like, I'll come back to it. Um, yeah. How but, are you feeling about me spoiling it so far? I don't, yeah, fine. I'm fine. Because okay. I don't think I would have gone back to to watch it now. Did you get to the part about anyways. Harvest? Do you no, know who Harvest so. is? I don't think so, so Harvest is the evil organization. Yeah. Um, and Harvest, I think, is like a... Man, this is a fucking dark show, actually. Because it's a human trafficking. Har- Harvest is in human trafficking. Mm-hmm. And uh, virus, uh, co- like, population control. <laughs> oh, that's what I mean. This is, and, this is a parlor audience show, right? Like, this is yeah. made for the COVID mask deniers. It's made for the people who think, like... Pedo Island is a real thing that exists off the coast of like Martha's Vineyard. Um, it really like it's a good show, but is it's it? a dangerous show, right? Like that's what I feel. Like it's a really <sighs> good show, but it's a really dangerous show. So I got the fuck out of it. That that's my take on it. Like okay, so I didn't want to finish out, it because it was dangerous to me. Right? So it is a remake, like a like a yeah, very yeah. close remake to a show in 2013, 2014, two seasons in, in the UK. Right. What was happening then? Like uh um uh, Something that, along that, the lines, right? Like that's why Brexit? I think when was Brexit? Is that Brexit's what, is only that two years ago, man? Like two, three years ago. Yeah, yeah, right. So like it wasn't even then. Um, that's why at that time it would have been a good show, right? 2013, 2014, I would have loved this show because right. this wouldn't have been. It wouldn't have been so, so close real? to home. Yeah, right. Yeah. It would have felt as it was supposed to, as it did in 2013, 14, as a as a surreal. Uh, escapist show you're watching of something that you could never envision possibly happening, right? Yeah. And now you're watching it in 2020 and you're like, well, I'm fucking living this every day, bro. Well, maybe you don't want right? to finish it because it doesn't even... So uh, it's got an ending more rem- okay, more reminiscent of Empire Strikes Back than of Return of the Jedi. How do you feel? Yeah. Like a, okay, so without telling you the ending, yeah. the end, it doesn't end good, okay? There's not a lot yeah. of hope left in, in the ending of this episode. It's, it's the season two setup yes. for a show that in 2017 would have probably gotten a season two. Yeah. And I don't you know, know if it will now. I don't know if, yeah. I don't think it will. I mean, John Cusack's very John Cusack in it, and I do yeah. like yeah. that. What do you think I mean, of his character? I, I I'll put it this way. If this was a Netflix show, no season two. Because okay. it is on Prime, there's actually I would actually put more of my betting dollars on the fact that Prime will renew it. But it, it's going to be one of those things where Prime goes back to them and is like, we're probably not going to have the same fucking budget. Like, just get by with what you can, right? Like, mm-hmm. prove it to us. Um, I would rather spend a lot more of my time right now with the boys yeah. than with Utopia, right? I'm and, on the last episode of that. Uh, season one or two? Two. Of the boys. Yeah. I oh, okay. Watched, I watched season one yeah. the, first, the first time I had. Prime. Which I think <laughs> is, it's 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 more, it's easier for me to digest. There are things that happen in that show that I don't like either, right? Like that are uncomfortable, that kind of make me whatever. Um, but but it's part of the show in that escapism is like, I can I can disconnect from it and say to myself, well, that's not a reality I have to worry about because there's no superheroes kicking about. Um, but the themes on the show are definitely things that like upset you, right? Like I'm on season two, episode six, I think. And the reason I stopped there was because I was just like halfway through the episode, I'm like, I can't really stomach this right now. Okay. It's it's too good and it's making me too fucking upset. 
So I'm, I told I'm, you, all right? Like I did not like what happened. Some like, but it was just the story writing was so good. It wasn't the show being like utopia where it's, it just makes the hour not fun for me, right? Like, whereas the boys, it's just like, oh man, this is too heavy because it's so good. And but I can still escape from it because I'm like, well, it's superheroes at the end of the day. Like it's still, it's Take still it not, it's still not as close to home as utopia feels and i'm not like i just don't want that right now like the I show have a friend who uh, right, but a friend of mine sean constantly tests my empathy levels by sending me weird shit so maybe that's my problem like i'm sort of up and down be sensitized <laughs> yeah definitely um no i think that's are you fine okay? like, are you okay with fine. me spoiling a little a, a, a section here well the whole damn it? thing man so so um, spoil it all do you know the character? Ar- so um, Jessica Hyde, who I mentioned before, is one of yeah. the main characters of the show. Okay. She is um, one of the children that they buy. So there's some child trafficking uh, aspects of the show. Sounds really great, hey? Uh, so Jessica Hyde, we find out that they're testing all these viruses on her. Um, okay. And all she remembers of her childhood is that she lived in a yellow house. And uh, she was fed cookies and uh, she got packages, like presents that she wasn't allowed to open, like huge presents, which were the kids. Uh, the cookies had QR codes on them that tested different viruses. So in oh. her blood, so she's an asset to these evil organizations because in her blood is all these different cures for all these different viruses. Okay. She so got the good plasma. Right. Yeah, so there's this uh, another kid that she grew up with in this uh, trafficking, uh, brainwashing place called home. There's this kid named RB. He's like her um, nemesis, I guess. Trained to fight like her, but better. He's the one who like scoops the guy's eyeball out at the start. That's the scene that, that made my wife want to stop watching. And <laughs> maybe you. Uh RB is stands yeah. for Raisin Boy. He finds out. He asks John Cusack. He's like, "What's my real name?" And he's like, "He's like RB. I've never lied to you." He's like, "Truth is, I don't even remember what your name is. RB isn't even your real name. Uh, you used to like these raisins, and it started out being like we're making fun of you, saying Raisin Boy. So he finds out RB is for Raisin Boy. So he doesn't have any identity at all, and he like kind of turns a little bit." And helps out Jessica Hyde and the the comic book kids a little bit. He kidnaps John Cusack, duct tapes him, kidnaps him, and brings him to them to interrogate him. So this show, yeah, sounds fine, right? Like so, from like you know a perspective of the show's story is intriguing enough. Yeah, and 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 little known fact about me, you can spoil anything. For me right like it's still, fine you can still enjoy it i will still watch right because it's never been about the twists for me to yeah. me it's how did the storyteller get us to these twists how did they present us um so you can tell me right off the bat right like in memento like the guy's got a fucking disease well right like i'll be like okay well i don't need that spoiled like that's fine that's not doesn't yeah. spoil shit sure um but the issue i have with this is you kind of nailed it like when 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 your when your wife kind of bails on the show because it's too much there is a fine line between like is this helping the story or not 
right? Right, right. Um, and like, in, and Inglorious Bastards is a good example of like very close to that line of. Oh yeah, the bear Jew character. Right. Yeah, there's a lot in there where you're like, ooh, that's a bit much, Who's but it guy? worked to the story, right? So. I feel like with the show Utopia, it's just one of those things where they made it, they didn't have to go that. Like, I don't think it helps the story when you go think, that gory or that gratuitous. Um, for that story, for that story, shows that character RB's um, disconnection to empathy or to feelings a bit. But we see that. Oh, yeah, I get it. We see but that the, earlier the too when he's like killing yeah. children and he just sh- like just shooting anybody like so casually at the start when like, they clear out that comic book convention. Because there are shows where that's the aesthetic, right? Yeah. Um, just like that kind of violence and blood splatter, like Banshee back in the day, right? Mm-hmm. Was was one of those shows where like you tuned in to see shit. Like people got fucking caught up, right? Like it was yeah. just part of the thing. But it worked with the story because that's what it was. Where it was in... This one, it's just kind of like, I just found it jarring and distracting and took me away from the story every time something stupid yeah. like that happened, right? And and yeah. it's because it's it's a good show, but it's a show that's catering in a way of being like, here, let's 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 give some people some of this. Um, well, like, well, let's let's them- feed some meat to the Romans, right? Like it's one of those kinds of things where you didn't they didn't have to as the film, as the storytellers or the showrunners or the, the milk, like the makers of the show, you, you, they didn't have to go that gross. Yeah. I mean, to me, it shows to the main characters, the comic book group to take yeah. it more seriously. Like, Oh my God, this is a real thing. We actually have to run like this girl's real. She's just guide. Um, I don't, I don't know. Uh, yeah. It's grotesque though, but yeah. and I get it. Like if it, it was like too much to have that opinion stronger than, me who just watched him was like, yeah, like, yeah it's yeah. fucking gross, whatever. Yeah, no, and I think it, when it works for the show, it's fine. Like Banshee, it works. Yeah. Um, I would just say, like, okay, if you're watching Utopia, like, okay, the first scene in The Boys, right? It's not spoiling anything. It's in a trailer, right? Girlfriend gets run into and explodes, right? Yeah, that really pulls you in. It pulls you in, but the sure. But if you did it again five minutes later, and then twenty minutes later again, and then for a fifth time in that same episode. Yeah. It loses its entire impact and like the storytelling behind. And like, that's what that, that's what utopia feels like where. Okay. Like yeah. why? Um, when, when I'm already buying, like I'm listening for this or that, that's not what I, it's, it's, so it's a fine show. And I think there's going to be a big enough audience for it. I just don't think it could. One, I think it's misplaced for the times Two. It'll be a show where maybe in like 2024, a lot of people are like, hey, that was a good show when you watch it well, now, I th- right? I, like, what I really want to do is watch the original now. Yeah. I yeah, I'm, do apparently that. Apparently it's then. quirky. Apparently it's quirkier, has that British sensibility. So yeah. it might be, it might have enough like um, comic relief or like relief from that heavy violence, especially for more sensitive people to like enjoy the ride. Because I think that the story premise and what happens in it, you'd quite enjoy yeah. if you could get through some of that, maybe. So I, I'm going to try to find it. I'm going to try to find it. I was going to say, that's your homework assignment for me, is to watch the old British one and then let me know <laughs> for you. if it's better or, and for the audience, they want to know too. Um, and then also one thing, it's like less gory and stuff. I mean, I'd be curious 
to see like how they handled the show versus yeah these guys one thing that i know for sure right now is that interpretations of stories uh can be like so vast you can have multiple interpretations and and one company that's proving that right now is that is DC Comics and the DCEU are having multiple copies and versions of Batman. In the next year, we have like maybe three or four on-screen Batman to appear in the next two years mm. in different movies. We've got Robert Pattinson. We've got Ben Affleck. We've got Michael Keaton confirmed for the Flash movie at least. So we're going to have at least three Batman, live-action Batman. And so maybe we're peeling down the mask, as it were, to, uh, you know, be okay with the fact that uh, different actors can play these roles. Like maybe we don't have to keep them on a pedestal so high, right? Uh, it's okay if it's this actor. It certainly is okay for me in the animated versions of DC movies if it's not. I, I mean, it's not okay that it's not Kevin Conroy every time. But uh, <laughs> in The Dark Knight Returns, which is one of the best animated movies, it's um, the actor who played Robocop. You remember remember his name? The very first Robocop, like Peter Weller back yeah. in the day? Okay. Peter Weller. It's Peter Weller as Bruce Wayne Batman, and he's freaking yeah. awesome, right? So it's okay because the story's so good that he does a great job. I didn't need to hear Kevin Conroy. You know? So maybe it won't be a big deal. And so in that spirit, I want to spend this middle section of our 20th episode pitching and casting a Batman movie with you, okay? Jesus, are we only at the middle? <laughs> yeah, I think so. <laughs> oh fuck! It'll be a quick middle. It'll be a quick middle. <laughs> no, no, we gotta we gotta drag this shit out. Yeah. What else I've got on the docket, man. My brain's mush. Uh, okay, so I want to pitch you. So this is my twentieth episode, <laughs> and I'm taking advantage of it by doing something I want to do, which is like imagining the perfect Batman movie. Okay, this is in my mind the perfect Batman movie. Uh, I'm casting, and I'm giving you like a slight. Plot. So, do you want to hear uh, my cast first, or do you want me to tell tell you about the plot first? Why don't we start with the cast? Okay. Because in that way, I can kind of envision what I'm seeing in my head when you're telling me about the plot. Okay, I like it. All right. So we do agree on our Batman, I believe, right? So I'm casting as far as Bruce Wayne Batman goes. My only concern is he's a little short, but I'm casting Jake Gyllenhaal as my Batman, Bruce Wayne. Yeah, Michael Keaton wasn't. A big guy either. That's fine. Yeah. I camera mean, angles, right? Yeah. Tom Cruise camera angles. So why, like, I want the Hall. I want my Batman. The first thing is, like, Batman's got to be dark and twisted. You know, like, we don't see it a lot, but Batman is, is, has severe mental illness, right? Like, he is completely scarred uh -huh. and broken from the death of his parents when he was a yeah. young man that he witnessed. Like, he's almost Dexter. Except his if they if they knew what to call it in the '30s when they when they did the comic, they would have given him you know PTSD. Yeah, yeah, right, yeah. And that's he, what he's got, right? Yeah, so. and he's never gotten over it. He's yeah. clearly never seeking any help for it, and he let has let it consume his entire life and personality. Um, he is really broken as a human. Really, really, really broken. So I want that Nightcrawler. Uh, vel what is it? Velvet, not Velvet Revolver. Oh, uh, yeah, Velvet Buzzsaw. buzzsaw. Velvet yeah. Buzzsaw. Um, prisoners, like Dark, um, Dark Jake Gyllenhaal. I don't, I don't want, like, Bubble Boy. I want fucking, like, 
uh, Donnie Darko, yeah. but like better yeah. act, like you know, a, a grown up acting style. Well, um, no, yeah, I mean that was a long time ago. His yeah, he has matured as an actor or, or Zodiac, right? Yes, that yeah, was, Zodiac. That was a good time, right? Yeah. So I want that kind of Jake Gyllenhaal. I know that like we've seen him in Jarhead and in Prince of Persia and yeah. stuff. So he can get jacked. He yeah. can be physical. I don't yeah. know how tall he is. Maybe he's taller than I'm th- than I know in real life. You know, like it could I'm be. sure he's average, man. Like yeah. it work. I don't think five there's anybody. Or so yeah, five eight even probably right. Okay. Ooh. Um. But okay. Oh, was that a problem? <laughs> well, that's really that's a really little dude. <laughs> he would be jacked. I'm then. I'm five nine. Are you okay? Yeah. How tall are you? Six feet. Are you really? No. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. No, you're like a five eleven guy who lies, and I'm like no, I'm technically I'm, I'm like five nine and a half, but it's just easier to say five nine because nobody ever believes a half anyways. I'm not. So it's like, I'm not. I'm uh, six feet, like right on the button. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. Don't even. Oh shit! No, Gyllenhaal's a tall guy. Is he? He's a five five eleven and three quarters. Okay, we're we're good enough. We're good enough. So pretentious with the three quarters, man. Five eleven. Uh, I fine. want him to be like six three, like Ben Affleck, but I don't want yeah. Affleck. Uh, not that no, I don't okay. like him, but I just want to see, like, um, one of the things that's important to me as far as, like, casting a Batman, his more, most important villain is the Joker. So Joker's going to be in this because it's my movie. And uh, we're talking about cast. So one thing I want is, like, them to be more parallel. Like, uh, they're supposed to be each other's equal or, nem- like, perfect nemesis. Yeah. I want them both to be a little wacko. Yeah, that's fair. So my Joker off of each other. Yeah. yeah. So Joker I've cast as Tom Hiddleston. Okay. Okay. Interesting. I I think, yeah. I had a lot. I like, I like Hiddleston. I like Hiddleston a lot. Yeah. I feel like you've got a pretty deep roster. Yes. So I'm just going to, why don't you just, why don't you just rapid fire me this roster? Okay. And then I got to see how these puzzles all, (laughs) all, it together i will like, i will give you the wayne family so the batman oh, family just first okay oh my god okay the batman <laughs> family it's important okay so yeah, I, no. like i'm 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 basing this off of some of the great uh batman storylines um well i'm doing sort of my own plot but um not really but uh are there like are there any like that inspired you specifically though like any of the comics or stories that uh, Hush, You're Hush is from? up there. Okay. Hush, which is a graphic novel or okay. a comic book series, um, with the big, with a huge ensemble, like all of the like Batman visits everybody in that shit. Um, and then I'm thinking of some of those DC animated films that work, um, that have the big casts in them. So my first of all, the yeah. Batman family. Um, so I've got, like I said, Jake Gyllenhaal's Batman. Um, for Alfred, I've got Christoph Waltz. Because I think it'd be kind of fun. Alfred, like Alfred's yeah. backstory. Do you know Alfred's backstory? He was like a MI. Yeah, we talked agent. about uh, Pennyworth once, right? I think that yeah. was episode three, four, five, somewhere in that yeah. world. Um, yeah, no, the backstory is fun that way. But yeah, Waltz would work because he's, I think that's where you sold me on the Jeremy Irons. Yeah. Versus like, you were like Michael Caine, like, you know. Um, but I could also see Michael Caine working as the same Pennyworth backstory of the MI. Six having led security at Wayne Enterprises and all yeah. that. Yeah, Michael Caine um, is the father figure you want for Bruce. Yeah, uh, Alfred. No, but I mean, I can. I remember Michael Caine young. Yeah, young enough that I can say, hey, you know what? There's a good chance he could have been kicking ass back then too. He sure. Just aged poorly. He just didn't stay fit. Right. Like he didn't. Yeah, have to he, keep hitting the gym. He looks soft. 
Yeah. Uh, I want the Christoph, like, so in my mind, Christoph Waltz is like kind of helped him learn how to um, change from just vengeance to justice a bit. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Dexter's code kind of thing, right? Like he's yeah. lived that life of um, being an investigator, detective and all that stuff. Right. So he could probably That's right. channel Bruce's energies is what I'm seeing, I guess. And on See, your side, you and I can write my ba- perfect Batman movie together and you can just yeah. fill in the stuff that this dreamer mind uh, and fanboy is missing out on, right? So that's fair. So you've got uh, Jake but I know, yeah, okay, off of go. Christoph Waltz. Um, okay, so I have um, Batman's like about forty in okay. this. Um, I think yeah. he's been Batman for almost twenty years. Um, year right. one being like his twentieth, twenty-first year of life. It was like his first year of being Batman. Uh, that's fair i guess i i'm gonna i'll can i'm gonna if i'm writing that story i'm gonna change the timelines a little bit and only because i'm stupid and i have like a little bit of the thing i'm gonna say he's 45 i'm gonna agree with you that he's been doing it for 20 years i'm gonna say he started around 25 though because he is bruce wayne and there's a good chance this dude still had to do a four-year program like at like columbia university yeah but he did getting his m while he's being batman you mean like yeah and I, i he may have I'm going to say he was 22 when he came back to Gotham to do his like post-grad. And while he was at like Gotham university getting his whatever MA or whatever, that's when he maybe so 22, 23 is probably when he like starts kicking ass. Right. Well, and then I would say it was probably two years before he actually dons a costume. I don't, yeah. See, like, I don't, I mean like he's, it's Bruce Wayne. So I think for, yeah, I think for two years he's kicking, he he's out there doing like ski mask things. And then it takes two years for him to get to the, I'm going to yeah. leverage Wayne Enterprises and all that. But I think I mean, we're, on, we're on track, but that's just, 21 makes me feel like he's like a, he like could, a you know, he, he dropped out of Harvard or something early. Ah, he doogie hazard it, man. He's Bruce Wayne. Oh. He, he he finished his undergrad uh, at 17. <laughs> Purchased it. Um, no, but he could also like, in my mind, he could probably do school and fight crime at night enough too because he runs yeah, no, I'm saying he could but I, but it's like he would um he'd probably be a little bit more seasoned i think i think <laughs> i like the idea of him like from 18 to 21 spending a lot of time not as the batman but as bruce wayne the tortured kid who Brain for name. some reason is picking fights with people right like he and that that could be that part right where it's like yeah um, well, let, well yeah. Let's but keep, anyways let's the rest moving. of the cast yeah uh, okay, so the reason I have him at about 40, I want him, like, peak physical still. Um, Affleck, they're, like, I, I think that the Ben Affleck version will change in the Schneider, in the Schneider, like he's making yeah. meat, in the Snyder cut. Yeah. Uh, the the Joseph Schneider cut. <laughs> Ham or turkey, what do you want cut? Um, anyways, in the Zack Snyder cut, uh, I think they're going to, Joss Whedon made him an old sore man, and I don't think that was the intention uh, when Snyder cast Affleck. I think he was going to be badass the whole way through, not sore, able to keep up. What's the point of having a Batman who can't keep up? Yeah, I, I, or he was going to be more cerebral, right? Like to put it into a sports analogy, kind of. Yeah. Like mindset, it's like the reason Tom Brady is still a good quarterback at his age of forty-three is not because he can do at 43 what he could do at 33 it's because he's smart enough to be able to do things differently 
So I think that would have been a nice way of like, he knows he's losing a step, so he's making up for it in other ways, right? By being smarter or, yeah, I mean, like, and, and so, yeah, that yeah. makes sense. I think, I think that's the Affleck we'll see, but I think that's what most yep. Batman should be. But I don't know if you re-envision Batman, I know you wouldn't like my movie because mine, you'd be like an emo yeah. little bitch. Yeah. Um, like well, in mine, he like, it would probably open with him sitting on like, like lying, like Bruce Wayne, just lying on like a therapist's couch. Yeah, right? see, like the right off, right off the bat, everybody would hate it because in the first thirty seconds, you're like, "What the fuck is happening here?" Yeah, but, but I, I always want my Batman to be like Batman is not supposed to be able to keep up. He's not supposed to be able to fight against or yeah. and alongside with like Superman and stuff. And the, he has the great excuse of just I'm Batman. Like, of course, <laughs> that's his because or his answer to because is I'm Batman. Yeah. So I'll give you my opening scene and nothing more. Because don't, I don't have a good movie for you. All I can tell you is my scene would open with like Bruce Wayne in like a therapist, psychiatrist office, lying on a couch. And you as the audience kind of get this sense of like, uh-oh, we're going into this territory that's kind of weird because, you know, Bruce wouldn't do this kind of thing because he's Batman and he's right. broken and he's not going to accept that he's broken, really. Um, and you're going to all be right because it'll turn out that he's actually just there faking getting information from who is the psychiatrist. He was probably just Selena Kyle pretending to be the psych. I mean, like it's, it's all set up anyways. There is a psychiatrist. Um, she could be Harleen Quinzel. <laughs> fine. But yeah, so I'm not going to do that part. I would let, let's hear yours because I feel like. Well, I haven't even given you my cast yet. So that's what I mean. Let's get, because I'm still trying to get into the, so many tangents. The reason the he's 40 is because I want like a, 32 year old or 31 year old robin um who's already like he's a, this is an established world so um batman's already been batman obviously for you know like whatever 18 years 20 years whatever we want to put a number on uh, that sort of established area um his rogues gallery has already been like you know listed uh he already knows who he's fought he's already met joker he's already met most of his main enemies, uh, put away a lot of them already. Um, so Robin has um, switched over to becoming his own man. He was sick of living under Bruce's shadow, and he turned into Nightwing, and I'm casting Miles Teller as that Nightwing. I like it. I like Miles Teller. I hear he's a dick, but I like his acting is beyond reproach, so it's one of those things where you got to like just deal with it. Yeah, I think he'll right. be a good... Because Nightwing is more self-aware than, or uh, Dick Grayson is more self-aware than Batman. Like he knows that Bruce is meant is mental. He sees it, and he doesn't want to be like that. And that's one of the reasons why he kind of leaves and does his own thing. Um, he has trauma too, but he's dealt with it a little better. Um, and he's the most skilled Robin. Dick Grayson's the most skilled Robin. There's been a whole bunch of Robins. Um, Grayson is the guy who would be who would take up the mantle if something happened to Bruce. Right. Um, so I want him to kind of be like older. I want him to have some some real like uh tough conversations or like like strenuous uh energy with Bruce as well. So I'm thinking of like that whiplash like mentor but like struggled relationship. That he did you want to so well. you want to know the dynamic I'm thinking in my head right now as you explain this whole movie like what I'm picturing as like these guys <clears throat> started out at the beginning with you know um, your Gyllenhaal bringing him in as like a ward 
Yeah. His little boy, he wants to, you know, help. Yeah. Um, and he's not. Much that sounds older. very. Yeah. yeah. No. Ex- exactly. Right. Yeah. It's it's not much, and it changes from like a. Um, well, it's it's almost like in, in the dynamic can kind of switch between like father to brother, brother to father. Yeah. Right? Like it. Um, I think it. This good. reminds me of, or I think. If I was recasting this, Batman, Jay-Z, Dick Grayson, Kanye. <laughs> okay. There you go. <laughs> In the Def Jam fights the... for Gotham version. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, okay. <laughs> so, yeah. So, those are my two. Like, those are the two that are going to play off of each other. And I, I think it'll work. My thing was about Dylan Hall's height is, like, is he a lot shorter than Dick Grayson? But I don't know. If, or Lips, like Miles man. Teller. But, yeah. I don't think we'll have a problem. We're also casting a Jason Todd, who is the bat, who's the Robin who took over after, after uh, Dick Grayson left, and that I want okay. to be Dave Franco. Okay, now Dave Franco is definitely a short dude, so that works. Yeah, that works. Uh, Jason Todd is a, is a kid that, unlike um, uh, Dick Grayson, whose life was like, um, you know, the shattered by losing his parents, just like Bruce Wayne. And that's why they have that connection. Um, Jason Todd was just some like was a, like an orphaned kid, and Bruce was an orphaned kid, so he has a soft spot for these. But he was uh, he met him when he was stealing his tires, He's trying to like hawk his hubcaps on one of his like fancy cars, and um, so it didn't have wasn't that good foundation that uh, Dick Grayson had. Uh, Jason Todd is a, was an unpopular character when they first replaced Robin, and. Okay. Um, the DC comic fans voted whether or not um, they would kill off this character, and they voted to kill him off. <laughs> this was All a right. big deal. So they wrote a, yeah. a comic book called um, A Death in the Family, where Joker kills Jason Todd. All right. That get, makes it personal. Jason Todd. Um, so when when you see in the Zack Snyder um, version, like, haha, jokes on you, Batman, I immediately think that's Jason Todd's Robin outfit. I don't think of it as Dick Grayson. They're saying, "Ooh, Dick Grayson's going to be dead in this version of the Justice League." To me, it should shouldn't be Dick Grayson. It should be Jason Todd because that storyline. Why would he change that? Well, um, maybe it's just fans, right? Like, um, or casual. A casual fan doesn't know who Jason Todd is. No, but that's they know, right. right. Yeah. So, um, but Jason okay, Todd. So that's interesting. Jason You've got Todd, two young boys. So yeah, <laughs> yeah, two a little bit younger than Jill and Hall, but like, you know, off. But Jason Todd is not is not a happy guy. So he comes back to he, like I don't know he wasn't dead or whatever. It's comic books, so they come back yeah. to life. He's already going to be back, but he returns as a character called the Red Hood, um, and he's a very popular character in D, in DC right now, like in games. So in your general. in your movie, hmm. <clears throat> as the opening like scenes have happened and the story is happening we're already informed that the Jason Todd character is dead. And then somehow throughout the movie, we see the red hood appear and we're like, who the fuck is a red hood? And then we find out it's this guy. And then we find out, Oh, he never really died. Uh, I think in my movie, um, I want him to already be red hood again. Again. So, so he was red hood and then be... he died and then he came back. He was Robin and was killed by Joker. And then he came back as red hood. Um, and so then, in this case, he's just, he's red hood. He's, he's helping. But, but had he been killed as Robin or no? Yes. Yeah. 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 That storyline. If you want, have you watched DC Titans on Netflix? No, I'm so no, but to me it's like, okay, so then, um, 
this guy's all back. Like Dave Franco's running around town as Red Hood. Yeah. Um, while you've got Miles Teller running around as like Nightwing. That's right. Um, and then do they both say like, yo, bitch, I was Robin first? <laughs> uh, they get along okay because okay. Uh, Dick Grayson helped train Jason Todd. Oh, uh, okay. So was he like Sparrow and then he became like Robin when he became Nightwing? Like, or did they both just share Robin? No, one was, I'm not Robin anymore. And I'm Nightwing. And then after Jason Todd oh, was okay. repla- replaced. All right. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. That's right. Okay. He's already, yeah, Jason he's Todd's already like, the, the costume's already here, bro. Like, I'll just wear it. Yeah. Bruce is like, uh, yeah, this year, put on not this, like put making on a new outfit. Yeah. yeah. Put on these little shorts, my words. <laughs> wash them, just clean them. I got yeah. them dry cleaned. Yeah. Um, okay. That's fine. So Jason Todd. Well, then it's important that they are the same heights and size, to be honest. I wanted them to, I wanted the, yeah. Okay. Shut up. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I wanted them to be smaller, but it's okay. I think that Nightwing is taller. I think that works because he's long and lean. I know you like your boys smaller. Everybody's smaller than me. Um, but, um, I can't always be how it is, man. So, okay. So any more little boys? I don't know if you're aware. Well, there are, but there's not in this movie. Okay. okay. Uh, there is a, the best Robin is probably a guy named Tim Drake. He's a better, he might be like as good or better detective than Bruce Wayne in the comics, but he's not in this movie. Uh, We haven't, we're not casting Tim Drake. Why not? Well, this is too, we haven't replaced that Robin yet. Okay. Uh, And then there's another Robin after Tim Drake, Damian Wayne, who isn't going to be in this movie. So Damian Wayne is Bruce Wayne and Talia al Ghul's kid. Tali Al Ghul uh, was um, in uh, the Nolan trilogy. Roz's daughter, right? Yeah, she was Ma- uh, Marion. What's yard? Yeah, thank you. Uh, so I'm casting Tali Al Ghul as okay. uh, Gal Gadot in this. Or I Gal- like it. You I'm know, ta- yeah. casting Gal Gadot okay. as uh, Tali Al Ghul in this. Again, and, yeah, because um, that would work. That would work. I would even maybe even stick with Marianne, to be honest. Well, she's going to be too. Bring her back. She's going to be too. Oh, old she'll be the same age. <laughs> They're the same age. Now, I thought of someone else because I watched Knives Out yesterday. Mm. Okay, and, who and could the that? girl, oh. the girl from that. What's her name? Did you guys hold on, man? Are we going to pause for a second? No, what? Oh. You watched what? <laughs> Knives Out. Okay, no, we're not going to talk about it right now. What? No, nope. no, we'll talk to you about it another time. But technically, I watched it. I after. think that's a pretty big deal for anybody who's been listening for 20 weeks. But I technically watched it after we recorded this. Yeah, that's, that's true. <laughs> what? Okay. I might leave that That's in. craziness to me. So, oh, okay. we could have Anna, De, what is it? Anna Darmus or something? Yeah, Anna Darmus. She could work as a Tally Al Ghul, too. Does she have an accent? Like, is that a real accent or was she acting in, in Knives Out? Okay, so Marion Cotillard is only five years older than Jake Gyllenhaal. Um, whereas Anna, I think, is like uh, eight years younger, man. Marion Cotillard does not have, doesn't have the... But I'm, I'm, okay, I'm going to go with Gal. I'm going to go with have, Gal. Yeah. Gal, see, the thing is, Talia Ghul is the leader of the League of Shadows and a crazy, super yeah. badass ninja. That's what I mean. Like, they Marianne, gotta be... Marion Cotillard does not have that look. She's not a yeah. badass ninja in Nolan's version. She's a no, politician. Yeah, yeah. 
Uh, no, I'll give you Gal because we we've already seen her kick ass a hundred times. Yeah, plus yeah. much closer. Yeah, um, I don't know about the Anna. I love Anna de Armas, but I don't know if I want to see her. Just um, if you didn't like Gal, though. Um, no, no, I love Gal. Gal's good. I'm good to okay. Gal. So that's my Talia. It's an so interesting choice. Yeah, there is a Damian Wayne in this universe, and in my plot, um, Damian Wayne's like two years, two years old or three years old. And Bruce had just spent the last couple years with his with Talia and Damien when he was first born. So he took off because, you know, we've got Nightwing, we've got Red Hood, we've got some people who can protect Gotham, and Bruce just had a kid. Um, and in that time, crime has started up again because, you know, these guys are working their butts off, but they're no Batman, you know what I'm saying? Right, <laughs> so, right. um uh, have no. you spotted any little boys, two to three, that you want to cast for that? No, I don't care. I don't okay. care. Yeah. And any any baby will do. I mean, yeah, it's we're not yeah. picky here. It's not. Okay. I'm not. It's, I, I don't have any preference for young boys. So the casting uh, people can hire whoever the fuck they want. Okay. 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 Slippery Asshole. slope to the <laughs> island, man. Eh. Shut up. <laughs> Okay, right. so how do you feel so far about my Bat family? It's a lot going on. I've got a good James um, Gordon. Very, it's very like Sopranos ish with like the family dynamics. Yeah, I yeah, feel like yeah. I feel like less of the action sequences in this movie will matter to me, but more of the fun will be at like the Sunday dinner family. You know, yeah. like the family dinner Sunday. Well, you got to imagine. Manor. Yeah. So, and and that what I like crazy, about actually. Dave Franco is the comedy idea. Like, I want him to be funny as Jason Todd. Yeah, because Jason Todd's a smartass. So I want like that was one of the things that's why I cast him because he can do the comedy stuff. Um, and oh, I, I, I'm I'm already picturing that scene, right? Yeah. Like where yeah. where Alfred. So you've got Christoph Waltz and Jake Gyllenhaal just chilling in like the kitchen as like Miles Teller walks in. Yeah, and then you've got like Dave Franco and like they're all just hanging out, talking shop, I guess, right? Like, well, they comparing notes, yeah. or well, well, actually, literally having like a whose bruise is bigger contest. You know what I mean, like, well, neither of them, things. neither of them get the love from Bruce that they they want as their father yeah. figure, and so um, they'll be like, uh, they'll show up at like you know traditionally or something. Like in my mind, they show up at a crime scene, and and Nightwing's like, hey, do you need some help? And he's like, no, and he just like shoots away on his like grappling hook, okay. and then like Jason and Nightwing are both like, man, he's never changed, like that kind of stuff, like. Okay. So they're always like a little bit behind. We're gonna have to work on your dialogue. But okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, no is is a classic line. <laughs> no, I'm just saying. It's like let's let's bring something more to the table. So no, I'm just kidding. Um, I've got James Gordon okay. as uh, so cast as Brian Cranston cast as James Gordon. I keep saying this backwards. Oh, okay. He looks good okay. with a mustache. Yep. He's uh, he can be intimidating for sure. Um, I wanted to be a little, a little manic. I like that idea of manic too. It's not, uh, yeah. there's not a ton of levity. I like the idea of like a serious Batman, I think. No. Yeah. That's, that's fine. What else you got? What else you okay, got? Okay. You want to hear about bad guys? Yeah. Of course. Okay. So let's start with Joker. Obviously I said Tom Hiddleston and it's sort of that yeah. Loki like charm. I kind of want, I don't want him to be yeah, yeah. like as crazy as. I was going to say, your Joker seems almost friendly. 
not friendly, but like approachable, not even approach. Like, you know what I mean? Like it's all the jokers in recent times seem a little too scary to me. Yeah. Right. Like the Heath Ledger, the Joaquins are just, you don't like that dude. Whereas like, I kind of want to go back to some sort of Cesar Romario kind of stuff where it's like, that guy's just a fun time. He just seems to be like a little screw loose. Right. Yeah. I want people to be like closer to wanting him to be a good guy, like change from heel to face. You know what I mean? Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. I want him to be close, but I want public to be scared of him because he'll fuck you up because he's still the Joker. But like, I want like that Hiddleston charm where you kind of like Loki, but he's really bad still. Mm -hmm. That makes sense. Like you you want, I I like the duality of like, you kind of both, both Batman and Joker are dudes who just need to like talk to somebody. Yeah, that's right. Like they're supposed to be kind of parallels. And so, and I haven't seen that yet. I haven't seen that connection like you know like I, joker would ask batman if they're soulmates you know what i mean and i want them to be like almost the same guy except one's fighting and one fighting to stop the fight and one just wants to keep fighting okay well seeing as you've got um every little boy in the world in the movie stop it with the boys i didn't write and... this into batman batman Takes takes and after little orphans, okay? He's into orphans. Joker. He's got a pet And you said villains. So I'm assuming you're going hard on the villains as well. Yeah. Yeah, because if I was making... Like, I like Hiddleston a lot. Um, but I think I had him as a Riddler. You got a Riddler in your movie? I do, yes. <laughs> uh, so Joker, Tom Hiddleston, and I want uh, Har- Harley Quinn in this. Okay, okay. Joker's girl. So, you know, it's an older Joker, too. I want uh, Chloe, Gra- Chloe Grace <laughs> Chloe Grace Moretz. I don't want Margot Robbie, actually, in this at all. I'm known to be quite vexing. I'm just forewarning you. If you watch that terrible Harley Quinn movie that they released, the, the girls' party power one. Yeah, no, I did not. I watched um, Corridor Crew, which is a YouTube channel, okay. special effects guys. They have stunt people react, so they hire, like, stunt people to critique fighting scenes and stuff. And the worst, like those fighting scenes, they didn't replace the actresses with stunt women. So they're, okay. so like, it's supposed to be like Rosie Perez beating up like some 6'4, oh, yeah, yeah. 280 pound guy. And none of these Remember, girls can yeah. throw a punch where it looks yeah. like, where it looks like that. But mm-hmm. you buy it when you see Hit Girl. I mean, obviously, that's some, some of the director, some of, uh, that comes uh, down to the entire crew, right? Yeah. Like stunt choreographers and how much you try and, Take it seriously, I guess, right? Yeah. I don't think they were trying really hard with Birds of Prey to do anything other than to just get a movie out. So I don't know if there was a lot of time spent like coordinating anything. Yeah. So <laughs> so after Birds of Prey, she's gone for me and we're replacing with Harley Quinn. Riddler, you asked about. I have Dane DeHaan as Riddler. Do you know who that is? No, I don't. Dane DeHaan is the kid who was in Valerian. Um he was in uh, uh, Chronicle. Is it called Chronicle? Maybe. Ooh. Um, Dane Valerian. Oh, I think I... Okay. He played, like, the um, Green Goblin and... The, yeah. Some... That kid. Yeah. Um, okay. I, I mean, you have to have somebody to save money on in this cast that you're putting <laughs> together. And Riddler's not a big role in this movie to me. Okay. So, fair enough. I'm not going... Because we got a Riddler happening in... Uh, in um, 
uh, Robert Pattinson's version. I don't know. I can't remember yeah. who's directed. I, I really, yeah, I like. Um, to me, I, like the Joker's iconic, I guess, but the Riddler has always been more of a fun storytelling villain, okay. right? Like he, he, you can use him better for like plot. With he, he's somebody that you can use without having him appear. Yeah. Well, that's the that's the clever thing about the Riddler is you can use him as just words on a screen in an email, mm-hmm. right? And never show the guy on screen, and he can exist and cause havoc just through plot device, which I think is neat. Yeah. Um, he's not one of my favorite yeah. Batman villains, and that's why Dane DeHaan's getting him. Um, <laughs> my story is going to be based around Catwoman. We're going to have a young Catwoman. Shit. Not all these not people, and we're young. just now figuring out like not like uh, like 24, 25 year old Catwoman. And right. what I want this re- this story is about Batman and his relationship. So you mentioned it before, like you like the yeah. dynamics between the cast, and that's what I want. Um, so what I want is like like I mentioned, Batman spent a couple years with his um, with Talia and their new son Damien, and but he like you know Talia still kind of wants to be in the League of Shadows. And um, Batman still needs to be in Gotham fighting crime, protecting his city. So they, they didn't, they can't work. They don't work out. Um, and uh, Selena Kyle is Batman's true love anyways. So um, he's going to meet her in this story. This is my plot is like building and, and dealing with Batman and his relationships, but in a still true Batman story, like where he's still super troubled. And so, that's going to reflect in most of them. It's playing like an episode of this is us. You know that, right? <laughs> I, Where I've it's never like, watched this is us, but no, but it's like, you just got like the stepmom and like the ex-wife and like the kid and the kid's like, I just want to be with dad. And dad's like, I got to go save Gotham. I mean, I don't think that's how this is us goes either, but uh, like, he meets Catwoman in this. So I have a younger Catwoman. I've got uh Brianna Hillebrand. Um, she Hildebrand. Brianna Hillbrand uh, plays Negasonic Teenage Warhead from Deadpool. Okay. Yeah. Um, Look at her. I, no, I see it. I see it. She's uh, kind of badass in those movies. Really young. She's 24. Like 16 years younger than your Batman. She's 24. Yeah. I think that's fine. That's like considerably younger than your Batman. Yeah. She's 16 years younger. Okay. I wouldn't date her. And she's can too we young. Maybe... She, she's too young in our real world. Okay. Like you couldn't date a girl who's 24. I would be like, dude, what are you doing? Oh, but if I'm Bruce Wayne, I guess I You're, could. Yeah. Yeah. First of all. But even then it's like kind of like creepy. Bruce Wayne gets the same pass as Leonardo DiCaprio. Okay. In this world. Yeah. And we still, <laughs> we let it go, but it's creepy. Right? But he's like, not dating we her. Still he's not dating her out in the open yet. Uh, no, but I mean, if Leo was actually like, yeah, I was going to say Leo settled down with somebody who was like 20 years younger than him. We'd probably be like, Oh really buddy? Really? Yeah. But this, cause even George, like even when Clooney settled down, he like kind of did it right with the ball. Right. Like he still didn't settle down with like, you know, Stacy Keebler. Like he, he did level up and went to the right group. I'm going to, I'm going to suggest this is where we could use Anna de Armas. I think she's any older. Do you think she pulls uh, off older? I, I, so I think she can play older. I think it's one of those things where she's already walking around with Ben Affleck right now, so I can buy it. Oh, is she? Um, to me, I, I yeah, like you know I, mean? I like, like Brianna. I think that 24 is a good age because yeah. um, she's new to the city. 
Um, and it, I don't think that age matters when you're crazy people who are robbing and stealing and fighting crime yeah. and all that shit. Like those are the reasons why you work. I'll give you this one. I'm fine with it because <laughs> it's like, it's either going to be her, like it's all right, man, that, that just could make or break your movie. Cause if you're saying the entire movie hinges around the, the cat woman, Selena Kyle, like that casting is so important. So I think this girl could go do with it. Brianna. Yeah, I think go with Anna de Armas or, um, I don't even know who else you could really go with. I mean, there's Larson? lots of people. No, no, she's too old. <laughs> and uh, she sucks. Uh, oh, I don't want no. Brie Larson at all in my movie. No, I don't care. Uh, that's fine. That's fine. You could do Allison Brie. Yeah. Yeah. She can like do physical, like she did glow and she was kicking ass like in rings and stuff. I want Allison I want Brie that kind of here. darker. I want a t- sort of a tougher looking Catwoman. Okay. Um, Allison okay. Brie is very sweet looking. Yeah, she'd be like a that. good Zendaya. Who you, you probably or Zendaya or whatever. I love. Yeah, I love. Uh, I had her cast. No, um, there's like a there's a comic like there's a Batman girlfriend named like Zendaya or Zen, Zendaya. Oh, or you something. just you just cast Zendaya in that. No, as Zendaya. Yeah. What is her name? She's a. Fuck, it doesn't matter, I guess. Someone let me know if you guys want to hear this and, and want to correct me on it. Wait, wait. Can we stop for a second? Who's playing Penguin? For Penguin? I've got... This guy starts with the heist movie. First line out of his mouth is the guy who he hasn't even talked about yet. I've got Oscar Isaacs as, as Penguin. Oscar Isaacs. Okay, I'm going to give you that. I like that. I like that a lot. All right, so continue so, with the story. And So Penguin orders this artifact or jewel or whatever, jewel of the Nile or one of these things okay. from somewhere, and it gets shipped to Gotham. And before he okay. can get his hands on it, it's stolen. By? By Catwoman. Oh, okay. That's but right. we, we know who that is. That's somebody. So, and, and Bruce is like, ooh, there's this, like, he's got his eyes on this thing, okay? Because he wants it to go into, it's supposed to go into a museum or whatever. So he's already there and he doesn't even see the the crime happen. But what he does see is uh two face and his goons show up to try Can we to pause? steal to try Can to we steal. pause? Okay. Can we pause? <laughs> Who the fuck is Two Face? Well, I don't have a great Two Face, okay? I went back and forward with Two Face. Um I love how your movie has started with two characters that yeah. you did not even mention in the cast. Well, of, think, of like 15 people so far. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's so a we full don't, ensemble. and we don't even know who Two Face is. Okay. Well, I have Ryan Gosling, but I don't need it to be Ryan Gosling. Mm. Two Face, you know, is um, Harvey mm. Dent is Two Face. He was, uh, yeah, he okay. was um, the DA, the district attorney of Gotham. Him and Bruce were good friends. Yeah. Um, so another relationship, right? Him and Bruce were good friends until this. Tra- this tragic event happened to him uh, and he like sp- split his personality and he flicks a coin. Like I can see Ryan Gosling doing that pretty well. And like, you can, but you, you is very charming and like, but you looking. seem to have like a very, you have a specific aesthetic through your cast right now. Of what? And I don't think Gosling fits it. Right. Like when you, when okay. you look at like your Gyllenhaal, your Hiddleston, um, your Miles Teller, I feel like where you're going with Two Face is more of a Paul Rudd. Oh, okay, right. Because I can be down. That'll save got, money got, too. Yeah, well, you'd think so, but I don't know anymore. 
Yeah. I guess who do you Gosling. think? Who, who do you think? Yeah. You know, who do you think needs work more right now? Yeah. Gosling, yeah, Gosling or Rudd? Rudd's like I sitting on Marvel many, money. I know. I wonder how many movies Gosling's turned down because he didn't want to be in like a superhero movie, though. Oh no! Now he's just like, let me in, let me in. Yeah. Well, Gyllenhaal did it, I think, too, right, for a long time. Yeah, but Gyllenhaal, like, he did it smart. Like, he kind of it was he, and he was great as Mysterio. There was a bunch of them who came out too early, too quickly, and were like, "I'll never do a superhero movie," and then didn't realize that some of them were good, mm-hmm. and were like, "Oh shit! Not only could I have been in something decent, I could have made some money too." Yeah. Um, so I think that's why you see kind of coming back to it now. Cause... I could have made something decent had I tried. Yeah, yeah. I, I like you know I I sneezed it away when I really could have done it. Like you know Tom Cruise is sitting there going, "Hmm, yeah, yeah." You're telling me I could have been Iron Man, huh? Right. So like, think about think about imagine the first 30, 30 minutes of this film opening with Penguin awaiting his parcel, Oscar Isaac. So we kind of like we don't need to develop these guys much. Like yeah. most of the wor- most of the people who are going to go see this movie know who Penguin is. They know who Two Face are, right? We have a lot yeah. of movies to thank for that. Movies that hit the regular public know who Penguin and Two Face are for the most part, right? right? Exactly. Yeah. So I don't even have to just hope worry about comic book nerds. Most people know. I'm not digging too deep into the Batman line. I could trust me. Uh, oh yeah, Jason you're right. Todd it, steps it, a little off yeah. for you. Yeah, but um, we're not. I think that's where I think anything behind Dick Grayson Robin becomes like a oh. Might need to explain this one a little right. bit. Like you don't know the who villains. Drink is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. Like villain wise, not so much. But okay. even even like a Roz, right? Like a Roz Al Ghul, and like that that needs the League of Shadows got coverage cut. now. But yeah, it, yeah, it's the B side, right? Like it's yeah. Um, only the true fans know. I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, anyone who watched like the animated series or something went as far as deep as the animated series. Okay, um, so let's so keep going. So we've got so so open this movie opens. We got uh, Oscar mm-hmm. Isaac's. With his goons, um, we've got Batman sitting on the top of a, a, a building or some shit, watching this delivery happen. Um, we've got Two Face and his goons roar up, guns blazing, shooting at Penguin and, and his goons. Batman swings down to intervene, and Jason Todd and and uh, uh, Nightwing show up. Uh, Robin and, or sorry, uh, Red Hood and Nightwing show up um, because they don't know the Batman's back. So they show up, but they're after him because they're not Batman. They weren't there beforehand. <laughs> you know, they waited till they heard guns firing. Yeah. Uh, so we've got the Bat crew taking on these two gangs for the shipment. And what do they find out after, like, after the dust is settled? It's already gone. Okay. Someone uh, snuck in and took whatever the special thing was beforehand. So we have um, Harvey Dent or Two-Face or whatever pissed off. They got arrested. Um, we've got... Penguin pissed off. He lost whatever he ordered in. Um, and then we've got a detective movie taking place where there was this heist that happened and Batman and his team are looking for evidence. And this is the first time that he stumped. Like, this happened under his nose. He was watching as it happened and didn't see anything. Someone bested him and he was as prepared as he could be for it. So he's intrigued. And he goes to a new new member of the Wayne Enterprises team, young, smart guy, Lucius Fox, played as a, played by John David Washington. So, okay. Building he, more on the dynamics, right? Eh? They're yeah. like, they're so the same yeah. age, probably came up together. Yeah, or he's younger than him, I think. Right. 
Uh, he's okay. like 10 years younger and like, he's like developing new technology that Bruce doesn't have yet too. Like, um, because huh? Bruce needs something new to help find who stole this, whatever this thing is. Okay. I, I haven't written it well enough that I know whatever this thing is, but it's something that everybody the, the, wants. The MacGuffin. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that, that is not important what the thing <laughs> is really. The unobtainium. So then Batman, Batman and the boys go around town looking for clues and looking for evidence. Some, some do it the old fashioned way. Like Jason Todd is, uh, when he came back into Gotham was like killing dudes. Like he was trying to do it a little different than Batman where it's like, you know what? If we don't stop them permanently, they're never going to stop. So that's his attitude. So he like shows up at a bar or whatever and like tries to interrogate like someone on the rogues gallery, maybe Riddler or something. So he shows up and like interrogates Riddler um, for clues. Like what's going on? Nigma, we know. And like that kind of shit. <laughs> Again, I'm not writing the dialogue. Okay. <laughs> that's, that's what did you call been, him? That's never Nigma. His name is Edward Nigma. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. Can, can we turn your movie into a two parter or a three perhaps? We have I... to. <laughs> but I, like I said, like I think, or, or, or is the plan to like go back and make origins of like of each of these characters? Cause like there's going to be a point in time when people are going to be like, I want to see more of the person I only saw two minutes of. Unless you're just, it's just cameo after cameo after cameo. So this is really like a movie about a guy who um, is, and his, and his like closest friends and they're, he's, he's found this girl that, or he's, he's heard of this girl or however you want to describe it until he finds her. Who's like matching him in his wits and, you know, what he thinks he's the best at is being a detective and he can't catch her. Um, this is what, this is my movie. Like, uh, <laughs> the, the Catwoman jewel heist. Okay, so it's a, it's like a cat and mouse thing. Yeah, exactly. So we see, we sort of learn who Batman is through, oh, okay. through the search for Catwoman. And when you visit his like past foes and as we interact with, um, the people that were closest in his life, Alfred and, Dick Grayson and Jason Todd and uh, Tally Al Ghul and his kid, like, you know, like uh, we're yeah. going to see her more so in like flashbacks uh, of the year or two that he spent outside of Gotham than we will in current time just to see like why he couldn't stay with her. Um, and then he's going to be chasing, he's going to be chasing down this Catwoman. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, man, it's, it, it is, it's the farewell tour movie, right? Um, everything like, I don't know. I'm already picturing a scene where he's like sitting there with two face and two face is like, remember that time. And it's just like, it's just reminiscing. It's like a two hour reminiscing of like, remember the shit we got up to over the last 20 years. Oh, by the way, I'm actually here looking for something right now. You know what I mean? Like it's right. yeah, um, a little bit like that. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Uh, his fights are not over, but yeah, for yeah. sure. We've got a little bit of that. Right. Um, cool. So what do, what do you think? You, you want to go, you want to go see it with me when it comes out? Like, are, are you going to go to that movie? I guess I'm not going to have high expectations because oh, no, it's just, there's so much happening in it. Right. Okay. Yeah. There's so many people that I know at some point, um, it's going to be much like if I was making mine, I guess, I don't know. Um, I looked at the idea of a perfect Batman movie differently. 
Yeah, okay. And probably incorrectly, now that I think about it. But, um, yeah, no, I like your idea because if it's the perfect Batman movie, that means it's a standalone. Get it? Like, it's that one movie that encapsulates everything Batman as much as it can. Um, yeah. Our sequel can be yeah. more about, like, him and Catwoman and how they get along and, and then... Yeah, like and, he turns, and he turns her to the right. good side a little bit more. And right? what if there is a sequel or not, right? Because it 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 almost plays like the Black Album, right? Like it's kind of like the Batman version of Jay Z's retirement, right? Like it's, um, the idea almost feels like if you if if we're catching up with some guy who's been doing it for twenty years, how many more stories could there be to tell after it, anyways? So it's almost like you're catching up on or you're showing up. The movie is the final chapter of the book that's already been kind of written. Um, his seat, like your sequels would have to be like prequels, I think almost, right? Like, and, and, and that, like, how did, what happened for the 20 years? Because it's only going to be so much fun until it's like, he's like goes geriatric by like the, the, if it's a trilogy by the third one, he's like, technically like, I just, let's make it the Catwoman trilogy where like, yeah, sort of meets her at the start of this one and the next one, they sort of get together, but at the end cliffhanger ending, she leaves him. And then the third, he gets her back at the end. Okay. That's the, the cat, the but cat then by then trilogy. they're like 50 years old. <laughs> no, no, no. It's going to happen within like two years or something. Okay. First uh, one, they're 40. Timeline. Two years later, two years later. Like, you know, even, even in the well, filming the, of these movies, it will take a decade to get three of them out. The actors will be, well, Jake Gyllenhaal will be a little older. Some of the actors will yeah. be. But like our, our timeline in film isn't that long. Okay, I'll give you that. Still strange. Yeah. But I don't know. Um, I don't even want to get into mine because mine's going to be like, I'm going to get too much hate mail from like the Batman loyalists. Well, who did you cast as Joker? Did you have a Joker? I think I did. Because um, the Joker... Well, so I had Helen Murren as Alfred. As Joker? No. Oh. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Imagine... Uh, oh okay a female alfred well just to change it up i don't see why alfred's like so ingrained um but just like so what not to what's her name not alice alice pennyworth oh okay okay why not um i like the pennyworth she could definitely be someone with the last name pennyworth oh yeah for sure that would work um she was a suffragette yeah 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 i like i like miles teller but i wouldn't have used him as the joker or anything like that I don't know. I'm, I don't think my Batman movie would have a Joker in it. Okay. So that's where I mean, He's, like, things are getting really dumb, right? But You've got Tom Hiddleston as Riddler? Yeah, yeah. I would definitely have Tom Hiddleston as Riddler. Um, in my story, I think the Joker's dead already. Like, if we're at year okay. 20, right? If, you are, if we're at year 20, this something happened. Um, that would probably be where we would be at. But I would also make my guy slow and lumbering. Like, I know you're not a fan of that, but if he's been doing it for 20 years, I feel like he's uh, he's like the, the quarterback who's been doing it for so long that he's taken so many hits that, like, he just, even, like, walking to the grocery store, he's got a bit he of a limp. where he is. No, 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 it's not that he forgets. It's just that he's, like, you know. He's been concussed um, so much. <laughs> like, I would see a scene, right? Like, I kind of like the idea of the Ben Affleck. Um, if you're going to go with a really aged... 20 year grizzled vet like it works but the but Gyllenhaal could pull it off in the sense that um if you need him to 
like if he's in a grocery store and, and and he's walking through the aisle, he might be walking like gingerly. But if he needs to like spring into action, he can still like, you know, do a couple of somersaults and tumbles or whatever he needs to do. To like, <laughs> I mean, like, um, but he show he pays for it the next day. That's kind of the idea. Oh, okay. All right. Um, so he's got like gold bond or uh, what's the like, um, yeah, he yeah. Sleeps, the, in, sleeps in one of those milk baths, or exactly right. Like he 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 has to take care of himself at the level of like a pro athlete just to be able to do sure. what he has to do. Um, sure. And so I think my my movie would be more the struggle of like, at what point does he kind of say to himself like, to hell with it, like it's not worth it anymore. Um, I don't know. I, I think I like your Batman movie too much to now to. Oh. I would maybe I, change your plot around a bit. Okay. I don't know how, but I, I, I mean, I think it's, mm, we could beef it up with all of like, you're, you're, we've got enough of the characters in the backstory there, but we're not, I guess, drawing enough on the, the, the interplay. So I think, no, I didn't I mean, put like, a lot of thought into this. Yeah. Story. Yeah. No, I mean like, so I think that's where I think it'd be, it would be more interesting to see your film if we're watching like that, the culmination of like a Batman movie. Whereas mine, he would probably be like Dick Tracy dressed in black, right? Like it's, it wouldn't be Batman. It would be, it would, it would, you would hate it because it would be like the Joker movie. Get it? Like the way, the way you hated Joker because that Joker movie shouldn't have existed Uh, in the Batman world. And it should have just been called Arthur, right? Like, you know what I mean? Like, sure. So I didn't, Hate the movie. So uh, my Batman movie I, might be called Bruce. Yeah. I'll just leave it as Bruce. And like you go okay. to watch it and like in a two hour movie, he may have been dressed up as Batman. Wayne. Like, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Right. Um, and it would be more about Bruce, less about the Batman at that point. I think it would be because oh, okay. um, if he could be interesting. Yeah. I think I think what my take would be is if he's been doing it for 20 years, he he. You know how when people say, hey, like, uh, okay, like Wayne Gretzky, for example, right? Like, hey, you've been playing hockey all your life. What are you going to do now? And he's like, I don't know, right? Like, I guess I'll, I'll figure something out. What would be happening in Bruce Wayne's head when the time comes where he's got to put away the cowl, right? How, how is he, Br- never, he never right? does. What, what, in this movie or my version, you, you would have to see him struggle with the idea of like, do I put it away? Do I put it away? And then sure, we can end the movie with him being like, you know, fuck it. I'll be a 70 year old Batman. I don't care. Right. Like, you it's know just, what I want? It, I'm not Bruce. I am Batman. Like, you know what I mean? One of those things. Um, a scene I want in your movie. Maybe I would do the fucking okay. Iron Man. Maybe I would have him at the end doing a press conference at Bruce Wayne enterprises. Saying that he's Batman. I'm, I am Batman. Right. Like the scene I want in your movie. Okay. Hear me out. Yeah. Um, he's in a grocery store. Okay. And he hears like some sort of argument or some sort of noise that sets him off, like a PTSD type of flashback almost. Okay. And I want the kind of like Guy Ritchie, Sherlock Holmes like thing to play out. Like yeah. um, this this bottle of cheese whiz falls this fo- on the floor and the crash sets me into blah, blah, blah. And then like I want him to play out the whole fight scene as if it were, were going to happen and how he rescues whoever. And then him just like snapping out of it and going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I should just turn this way instead or something that would be, that'd be kind of a cool scene. Oh yeah. I like it. No, that that's kind of where I'm going with like, he's walking gingerly through the aisles, picking up like his spices or 
whatever the hell he wants to pick up for his meal that night and in walk six hooded dudes ready to like rob the yeah. place. And yeah. his instinct tells him, this is what I'll do. This is what I'll do. But he knows he's old and slow. So he has to do it in a different way. So I like the idea of where like you see him picture that and he's like, okay, I'm going to go, I'm going to sweep the leg on this guy. I'm going to grab this guy's elbow, throw it into this guy's jaw, like whatever. But then when Why you, would anyone but, but, own a business in Gotham, right? But then when you cut back to, to the actual thing at the actual grocery store or whatever, you realize he, as much as he would love to go do that in that moment, even he's self-aware yeah. enough to be like, I got to figure out a different way. And maybe he like shuffles off into the back room and figures out a way to like create a bomb or like some sort of like smoke bomb, like out of some like baking soda and vinegar in the back. And like he uses that as a distraction to get the civilians out of the store, kind of thing, right? Like, um, yeah. Or he pulls the fire alarm and yeah. then calls nine one one on the like, yeah, exactly, right. intercom TV television or whatever, or the right? Phone. Right. So then all of a sudden, and even like if you made that the opening, um, so my Batman movie's Logan. Okay. Right? Right? Like that's what it would be. It would be like a very mm-hmm. Logan like film where you see him. And I want him to be like right? fifty, sixty. I want it to be older yeah. than Gyllenhaal. I think. Yeah, I think I would make a a much different Clint version. Eastwood. No, I don't know if I'm going that old, but I I, <laughs> I would it would definitely be yeah, it'd have to be someone closer. Like Brad Pitt's too old, Clooney's too old, Jalen Hall's oh, too young, so. right? Like so it's gotta be someone that's in that middle. Um I don't think Pitt's too old. No, but he's he's older than he looks. Right. Like I, I don't want somebody that's already in his mid fifties and he's in his mid fifties. Right. So like, um, I would want somebody coming up on 50, maybe like, I don't like a Tom Hardy's kind of played in that sense. Um, but it could be a fun take. That could be a fun take. Um, yeah. Someone in that, that, cause I kind of, who, who's out there that's in that sort of Hugh Jackman mold that could do like a Logan, like, I guess it would have been Affleck, right? Like Affleck was pretty well cast now when you think about the idea of if you're looking for that kind of a Batman. Yeah. Right? I'm like, trying to think of like... It wasn't horribly like, cast that way. Got that stature. Who's got that stature? Right? It's got to have like decent age to them, action chops, but not old, but not too young. It's a hard... That's actually a pretty... It's an empty field right now because a lot of them are either in the Marvel field and they're like 30-year-old yeah, kids, right? Yeah, Keanu could Keanu, be in a good one. Keanu could be a very interesting one, but he does it with John Wick. I feel like we've seen that movie. Yeah, and right? he doesn't play like the. I don't. I don't think that Keanu is an airhead or whatever. Like the early in his career, he yeah, yeah, it's about like not about being the surfer dude. I don't think he's that at all. I don't think clear. he is either. I don't think. He but is I either. don't think he plays super genius either. I don't think he's the guy we're looking for for yeah. for my thing. I mean, <laughs> um. Ooh, let me. Daniel Cavill, Craig. Andrew Cavill. Daniel Craig. Hmm. I think Daniel Craig could work as my, as my older, Batman. That's kind of calling cool. it right. Like I think, I think I'm okay with that one. Now I've already shot myself in the foot because that guy's like fifty something. But I think that's good. I think that's a good. Age. I think I'm I'm okay with that idea, and it would be a. You'd have to turn it around. Here's another one that could be very, very, very controversial. Liam Neeson. No, because it's too old. I'm still looking for, <laughs> I'm looking for still someone like even Daniel Craig seems too old to me. Um, okay. So I'm going to give you two names. You pick the one you like more here. 
But remember, I'm going for tortured, brooding, and wondering if they even want to keep doing it and all that kind of stuff, right? So you need someone who can kind of play that. Mark Ruffalo, Edward Norton. Oh, 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 I'm sorry. Um, uh, oh, let me guess. You had Mark Ruffalo in your movie or something? No. John Hamm. Oh, God. He's too pretty. Um, who's Thanos? What's that guy's name? Oh, oh, Brolin. Yeah. Okay. Josh Brolin. Okay. I was going Edward want... Norton a little bit. Um, too scrawny. Too yeah, but you can, you can jack him up a bit if we need to, right? Like... Um, if he's willing to do that, then sure. I think, I think I just Hammer don't, I'm Brown. not going down a Mark Wahlberg road. You know what I mean? Like I'm not yeah. doing that. Um, cause I need someone. No God, I would not want, can you imagine like, uh, Mark Wahlberg is like, hi, I'm vengeance. Hi, I'm the knight. Like, come on. No, <laughs> he's out of breath all the time. <laughs> That'd be the worst version of hey, Joker. Say hi to your mom for me. <laughs> <laughs> okay, he looks good in Calvin Klein's, but fuck yeah, that guy. Yeah. <laughs> no I've only way. ever seen him act twice in something that I thought I was like, oh my god, he can actually pull something off. Um, <laughs> one, I, I want, you know, like, I like yeah. Josh Brolin, like that old man. Yeah, uh, even though the even the remake isn't as good as the original. Yeah, yeah, I still yeah. he still kicks ass in it. Brolin, eh? Okay, he seems like an old dude though. So let's take a quick look. Oh yeah, man, he's older. He's fifty two. Actually, he's that like, works. I'll take that one. I'll yeah. take that. Yeah, he'd look good with like a scar on his lip. Yeah, so I think I'm in that in that world where I'm looking for that um I don't Logan the Logan like Batman movie and I would maybe even just call it Bruce or Wayne, right? And like it's not so much about Batman because like yeah, if it's already been 20 years in my world, assume you've already seen all the X-Men movies, right? Like, assume you've already seen all the Batman movies, and now you're watching you can those, cast, right? You can cast Gyllenhaal as Dick Grayson in, in your movie. Yeah, okay. There we go. <laughs> I could give him, like, Two-Face, right? Like, I could give I him... I want to see this. Um, yeah, I want to see it. Yeah, and, and we could... I could still... I wouldn't have as many of the rogues galleries of your guys, but, like, I would have mentions, no, right? No. Like, the Joker would probably be dead, yeah. Riddler would Serving be... Life sentence. Riddler would be around. Um, Two Face, maybe most of them would be in jail. They'd both be in jail, or just like chilling. Like it would. It, it's like one of those things where, um, the Riddler hasn't committed crimes in a long time, but he's still free. Get it? Like he's still a free man and wanted, but he hasn't done anything. So the way yeah. he antagonizes Bruce is by literally just sending him postcards. Sure. Of being like, so this is the freaking Cayman Island I've been at for the a last five years, very- right? A and, lot of them right? are going to be washed up, right? That's what like I mean. Clayface yeah. is, clay is all dried up. Yeah. So in my oh. case, yeah, in my movie for sure, you've got, oh God. Mr. Freeze oh, is it. on ice. Ah. <laughs> got anything for Poison Ivy? Uh, yeah, I guess Poison Ivy is, uh... oh no, I'm going to edit in a joke later. <laughs> Out. Season, no, but no poison ivy in your movie. Oh, I I had a poison ivy in my movie. Yeah, I did. Emily did. Okay, I like that. Who's Mister Freeze in your movie? I don't have a Mister Freeze in my. Oh, okay, that got too far. What about Scarecrow? Um, I did cast a Scarecrow. You casted a Scarecrow. Uh, Paul Dano, but I I don't know. I like that one. I like that one. I like Paul Dano's because I like his voice. He's a little creepy, like Scarecrow. Yeah. um, 
creates this fear toxin. So I think Paul Dana would be good at that. I, I, I did have looks a, like a yeah. He looks like a creepy Riddler in yeah. this movie. In this Every, movie I think everybody in my movie is a little bit older. Um, yeah. Just from the basis, I guess, when I, because even my Lucius Fox, I've got as Will Smith. Ooh, Will um, Smith. Yeah, yeah. And and you took it as uh, you have an older Batman who's got this young upstart um, at the company. And my my take was because it's Loganish or whatever. Um, Lucius and him are are pretty much the same age and came up at Wayne together. Um, I add I add in a twist a little bit of Thomas Wayne maybe having favored Lucius a little bit more. Um, okay. Maybe from like the smarts or the intelligence perspective of like this guy is more capable than Bruce maybe is, which is kind of what drives Bruce in a weird way too, right? Dude, yeah. dude, is James Brolin? He's still kicking, man. Freaking cast James Brolin as Thomas Wayne. And Barbara <laughs> Streisand as <laughs> the mom. They were, they were murdered as he was a young man when they were in their 70s. <laughs> uh, well, well, we can use the de-aging technology. Oh, right. Right? So we de-age Barbara Streisand down to like what she looked like back in like can you imagine Oscar that? winning. You know, like, I like Josh Brolin, but silver fucking spoon, man. Can you imagine mm. if your parents were James Brolin and Barbara Streisand? Like if you yeah. aren't in a movie or two just because people owe your parents favors. Maybe The Goonies was that movie. Yeah, but he proved uh, himself in Goonies. He proved just he like did. He, he did. For like a kid, he could act. Him but and Sean like, Astin held their own, I guess. You're making it in that. You're making it if those are your parents, for sure. Yeah, man, that's that's my Batman movie. I got Logan versus uh, your sort of okay. uh, Infinity War meets Road Trip Goodbye kind of thing. I'm down. My one thing that I request is I need to see him in the cowl once. Oh, no, you would. Once. You would. You'd okay. see him. You'd okay. see him as Batman at least. Okay. 15 Logan, 20 minutes out of the, like out of the movie you yeah. would see it because um i think i think logan i mean the way logan finishes is different from the way my you know bruce yeah. movie would finish and mm -hmm. that i don't want bruce to die no bruce doesn't die bruce actually bruce dies batman lives get it okay. so so the way the movie would end is with him having spent all this time throughout this movie you're trying to figure out how he's going to give up the cowl. And then you realize yeah. he can't. The cowl is him. Yeah. Because like, this is borrowing from your mythology where like Bruce is the character. Yes. Right? Like Bruce, Bruce is the character. Right. And like Bruce is like a Clark Kent, right? Of your, in, in your kind of thing. Any, sure. any cameos from the Justice League in your movie since we've got so much going on? No, no time for, no time for I Superman? I don't have any. No. No, not even name, not sorry. even like a fucking Skype message from Green Lantern saying, I bid you farewell. Good luck, my friend. Mine guy doesn't retire, dude. Okay. That's your uh, yeah, that's true. But uh no, he uh there's no there could be just, you know what? We could have like an at end credit scene. Yeah. Just a random DM from Aquaman saying, I heard you're looking for a pearl. <laughs> um you know what we could have is like a little spinoff where Batman and the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles hook up. I'm in. I'm in for that. That's a real comic. Sounds bodacious. <laughs> it sounds pretty awesome, right? Yeah. Um, my favorite Ninja Turtle was Michelangelo. 
That's true. I was a Raphael guy. Were you? Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, right. we are, we are the Michelangelo and Raphael. That's actually pretty accurate. Yeah, I think. I know. I would rather. I'd um, like to be Donatello, but I'm definitely yeah. a Raphael. Yeah, you're the guy who doesn't want to listen to the leader and who's sarcastic, and I'm the guy eating pizza and yelling "cowabunga" because that is for sure our personalities. You know it. Yeah, too. I know. I know. I'm agreeing. I'm not, I can't argue it. Um, Cowabunga is this week's 90 slang of the week. Cowabunga. Nice. I like now it. Now, you, you uh, made me feel a little bad about Cowabunga, actually. Why? Because uh, you looked it up about the meaning yeah. of the word. <laughs> well, and I didn't okay. look it up, okay? I, I figured it was, like, big in the 90s because of Bart Simpson and Michelangelo from the Ninja Turtles. Uh, obviously, it was used earlier than that like surfer dudes which is yeah. what michelangelo and bart simpson are sort of trying to be uh, kind of emulate right the kind of free yeah well it, it's a, a a joyful thing right like you're you're expressing happiness and right very culturally aware of like it's like you're yeah, right with the surfer culture it would be like the dude and like tubular mm. and then cowabunga would be in there um, Are you impressed with my segue, by the way? Well, pretty good. Cowabunga? How do you get to Cowabunga? Man, it's like I took a few tries at this. <laughs> it's almost like we've been here before. Yes. <clears throat> oh, man. Um, Good old Cowabunga. Yeah, I guess Ninja Turtles for me. Ninja Turtles for me. That's where I get it. And then, But it's not yeah. one we can use nowadays. And It's going to be real hard to get it in there. Yeah, I think it's going to be hard to bring it back, and yeah, oh yeah, and only because, um, I think Cowabunga is going to get Anshamimud. <laughs> okay, right. Oh, <laughs> let's go back on that one, right? Because we we looked into it. We thought it was obviously the '80s and '90s um, with the Ninja Turtles and uh, Bart. But it turns out those guys were actually riffing on for something. Um, now, yeah, you weren't wrong. Like it was Hawaiian culture. Um yeah, so so yeah. there is there is actually the etymology behind the word um Kawabanga even has a little bit of um a Hawaiian etymology in that it's I think what was the word Kawanahania? I don't even want to say it wrong, but I'm pretty sure I just did. Um either way. Yeah. Um but that 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 did get popularized by surfers and the culture out there. Um yeah, kua, I it was two kua, words, like kuapa nyana. It's a kuapa and yanha, which is the Hawaiian word, which then influenced surfers who had grown up on the show Howdy Doody. Oh, they said it wrong. Hey? And on the show Howdy Doody, there was a um, chief okay. thunder thud. Fucking right. Howdy Doody is for sure an anti-masker. Fuck that little right. clown, that um, little toy. <laughs> So the Howdy Doody show had Chief Thunderthud uh, wow. and Chief Thunderthuds, I guess a bit of a Hawaiian. And okay. Listen, it was a different time, okay? Yeah, and, and it's kind of strange. But none, nonetheless, he, he was one of the ones who used to, he used to, I guess, say Cowabunga Peanuts or something like that. Okay. Um, and then it became Cowabunga, which eventually made its way uh, into the 90s as a 
you know, it, it held pretty much close to the meaning, right? Like even the howdy mm. doody version and the origin there was like a term of like and joy expression and like yeah I, I amazement comes, or surprise, right? Like yeah, um, it's meant in a good way. Yeah. It's not meant in a way to offend or hurt, but it, I guess it comes from like a misinterpretation of an old word of a of a exactly right yeah. exactly. So I don't I don't think it was ever meant to be that way. Um, yeah, the person who coined the phrase Kawabunga or Kawabanga. Uh, in this cool. case, was uh, a guy named Edward Keene, who was the person who was the character Chief Thunderthud on Howdy Doody. Oh, there um, you go. So Edward okay. Keene's been credited with inventing the word Kawabunga. Edward Keene, he doesn't sound like he's a, like a native Hawaiian. Is no, he? no, definitely <laughs> not. Nor that he should have been yeah, guess, playing a chief. The issue. There's the it, that's why I don't feel as good about it. <laughs> yeah, it's a tough one. I if don't it, think we're going to be using that a lot this week. If it if it came from a yellow faced kid with spiky hair or a or a surf like a skateboarding turtle ninja, way better about it. I feel way better about it. It was probably something that worked in the fifties pretty well. It looks like it was in a Peanuts cartoon. Sure. Snoopy had sure. also said Cowabunga, but it's also hasn't gone very far since. Um, yeah, interesting, interesting. What's oh, the hang? Is the hang ten come from something irresponsible? Because I talk about hang ten as a guitar, <laughs> in guitar teaching. Irresponsible. I talk, about, I, talk um, about, I talk about that little motion in guitar teaching when I te I'm teaching a vibrato. I talk about the hang ten. No, it's nothing stupid. It's just it's, but it's a specific surfing term, right? Because it just means to ride the surfboard like with all of your like all ten toes. Okay. Curled over the the front edge of the board. So if you're hang, so hanging 10 has little to do with the thing we do with our hands, right? Okay. Hanging yeah. 10 literally means to hang your toes over the edge of the board. Um, right. So that's one of those things where it's like, eh, you get away with it because you can say it and nobody really Good. Don't knows, tell me. right? Don't tell me I'm teaching kids something terrible. And then I make them oh, the say hands, the, the, the hand signal might be something. Yeah. Who, okay. <laughs> Don't look it up. Okay. The phrasing, the phrasing is fine. The hang, hang 10 hand symbol might be. Here's the thing. The more we look Here's into the it, thing. the yeah. worse I feel about it. Okay. <laughs> so it's called the shaka sign for anybody who is wondering what the hell we're talking about. The shaka sign. Cool. cool. Not the shocker. Shaka. <laughs> S H A K A. Yeah. Not, not that one, John. Okay. So here's the thing. Interesting. eh? the legacy of words. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah, it's a weird one when you think about like cowabunga and how that's yeah. Some, some of them have, some of them decide like deserve to die, right? Yeah, I like looking up those like the origin of old phrases that we use and things like that though. Yeah, interesting right. Sometimes, yeah. Well, of course, I'm going to be looking up the origin of the hand sign now. Um, I enjoy the origin of on the wagon. Are you familiar with what on the wagon is? Brian? Right. Uh, we talked about that recently. I don't know when. Um, yeah. Yeah, because we had a big debate over like whether it's on or off, right? Did I bring it up on the podcast? I must have. No, no. I think that was just offline. We were just talking shit one day. Um, In old Ireland, um, when someone was on the way to the gallows, mm -hmm. I guess it was customary to stop at the local pub for one last pint before you were hung at the gallows. Okay. 
And um, so the guy would come in, he'd sit at the bar like a civilized person and order a order beer. And the guys, like the guards or whatever, were with him, obviously. So at the end of his pint, the barkeep would say, "Sir, may this may this gentleman have another?" And they would, and the reply would be, "No, he's on the wagon." Okay, I believe you. Kind yes. of. <laughs> okay. No. Um. No. Yeah, I agree. Um. In that, I I think yeah. Now you've jogged my memory on that one, and I remember hearing like the. Um, yeah, because it was it, you're 100 percent right about how it was about stopping off for booze and stuff. Yeah, and then it would be, like, if you went into the saloon, but you didn't want beer or liquor or something. If you're um, not drinking, if you're, you're not on the wagon, yeah, you're on the wagon, and the reason yeah. you'd be on the wagon, um, was because of the water carts that like these guys would have outside. They didn't keep the water inside the saloon. So they had jugs and jugs of water out on the cart outside on the wagon. That's what you've heard? That's what I, I heard, got, right? So I it was one of those things from where... Gordy Johnson. It was in a record of his. Yeah, well, he could be right. Um, I don't know. I'm just going off of some of the things I read. If I'd have to like double check it, I can find, but I don't really feel like it. Because no. <laughs> I think it's close enough, right? Like the origin is pretty similar in that that makes sense. Um, yeah, originally on the water wagon or on the water cart, referring to carts used to hose down dusty roads. The suggestion is that a person who is on the wagon is drinking water rather than alcohol. Yeah, fair enough. Be a good sport about it. No more falling off the water wagon. Uncle Sam will help you keep your pledge. Interesting. So that, that goes back, way back. That's a fun one. You should do 19th century slang. <laughs> let's bring those back all right 95 percent of them are super racist and we can't oh use them, of course <laughs> oh on the wagon we can use yeah oh that's great you turn have of, a better chance of turn of the time. century phrases that would be the best yeah. that would be the best thing to get us in trouble this week is <laughs> wench goodness. get me my beer <laughs> oh my goodness i'm gonna do this can i to make a new segment um, yeah. Do you have a current thing to talk about with your current segment? I do. I mean, we could, um, <laughs> boy, that's, you just hit me in the cat's head. And Some, I tried to introduce it. That's a 1920 slang for people. Oh, cat's head biscuits. Colt's tooth. Colt's tooth. I'm bringing <laughs> that one back. Oh, don't give them away. Don't give them away. It's all good, man. It's not like they're going to go draw the longbow. Okay. Stop. What the fuck does draw the longbow even mean? I know how I, I can make that. I know how I can make that 2020s, to be honest. It's like taking a piss. Uh, it's kind of, <laughs> yeah. I, I got to go draw the longbow. <laughs> okay. Okay. You know, I was like one of those guys who like, one of those disgusting guys who tells you that he's going to go urinate at, at, a, at a table when you're at a table with him. He's like, oh, I got to go drain the main vein. Like, oh, fuck. How can you talk like that? <laughs> so I here's talk the like that. thing. <laughs> okay. Here's the thing.
here's the thing. While we're on the topic of men who will say anything. I would never speak like that. <laughs> let's talk about the man who does. I'm going to give Donald one last go. Um, because now that he's, did you, did you hear yesterday? The interesting news. This is, I, I have, I kind of had tuned out, right? I know we talked about this last week and the week before where I was like, I'm following a little bit of what's happened, but we already know who won. So I don't really care anymore. Sure. Um, what happened yesterday? Remind me. I'm sure I looked. It was the funniest thing. Um, you know, there's been a lot of headlines throughout the last week or two or three with like, hey, he won this court case or lost this court case or these lawyers quit or this lawyer quit or this lawyer is a lawyer or isn't a lawyer. And they've all been kind of like, eh. But the one that made me like yesterday kind of go, oh my goodness. Now I'm just feeling bad for poor Donald. His best friend Geraldo turned his back on him. Oh, Geraldo Rivera? I know. Oh my God. Hit every fucking sound effect you have, right? Like what? Uh, what the shit? Yeah, man. Fuck I was I was shocked. And yeah, Geraldo says, I talked to my good friend, Donald, and I'm and I told him like to do the right thing. And they're good friends, like for real. I'm sure okay. they I'm sure they go back, man, right? Like there's Honestly, no reason that disappoints that, me in Geraldo. Oh, I know, right? Um, but Geraldo was probably like he I don't know. Donald had to pick somebody and he wasn't gonna be a Donahue guy. I guess he did go crazy, right? He went on like didn't he leave TV for the search for bin Laden and like Oh yeah, no. Geraldo own... is Geraldo's um certifiably insane, just like the rest of them. <laughs> but um that that's what made it so beautiful. But the certifiably insane guy is like, listen, I'm coming. I've even come to my senses, right? All right. Um, and then sticking on that tune, Tucker Carlson, later Ooh. that night, actually called out the 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 crazy lawyer, um, Sidney Powell, I think. Oh, yeah. Um, she's a freaking nut job. Yeah, yeah. And he called her out and he was pretty much like, listen, we were really polite. We asked her to provide evidence we would have given her 10 minutes we would have given her the whole hour yeah um yeah. but after multiple times trying they told us tucker, to stop calling right tucker so carlson, tucker by the way is for works for fox news right yeah, yeah. I, I mean everybody knows fucker carlson um so this is the trump side of the I, equation giving i feel, up on I the feel trump like side. you i feel like you just blow blazed right by my fucker carlson and didn't really <laughs> I saw, no i heard it <laughs> all right um if you want, I can repeat it three times. The bow tie. Yeah, I mean, John Stewart made him cry on CNN. That was one of the best moments in history. Anyways, um, but even Tucker got like bombarded by the supporters and stuff. Okay. And was told not to say back off, but essentially like this is they've created a beast and they don't know how to contain it. Right. So now you're mm -hmm. even sending Geraldo out there and you're sending Tucker Carlson out there to be like, guys, what's going on doesn't make sense. But the thing is, you've done too good of a job. Your legacy at Fox News is you have brainwashed these people too damn good. They don't even believe you now when you're saying now you now Fox News has become the fake news media. Because they're telling the truth, right? So good job, Fox. Way what to go. Set up for the Trump News Network, man. Exactly. Now. There's been some rumblings now when when the only people who have actually come out and been like hey, a lot of this is wrong are the republicans in places that are pretty safe for them right like the guy from arkansas can he doesn't really need trump support 
So the guy in Arkansas can be like, hey, listen, the transition should begin and not really worry, right? But the fact that there's going to be a runoff and there's going to be a count in Georgia for two Senate seats and the people that are Republican senators like running for those seats are on board with Trump and saying that there's been malfeasance, there's been corruption, there's been, they're saying all of the things they need to say so that they can get votes again on, on the next election for them. But that's a scary thing because that means that these people are willing to risk all of democracy so that they can win their two seats. So versus, are we going to have a, right? a, like a third super right-wing party running in next election then, you think? Like, I think Trump's not going anywhere. Okay. And You think he's going to stay re- with the Republican Party? I think he owns the Republican Party now. Okay. Because so they can choose not to renominate him, right? Because if he if if the Republican Party was their own party, they would be able to say, "Hey, bud, you're wrong." They would be able to send a bunch of their senators out there on television, and a Lindsey Graham wouldn't be scared to say to the American public, "No, like we lost this election. We're going to move on, and we're going to win again in four years." The reason they won't say it is because Trump's not going to give up that party and let them say it. Is that how it has to work? He has to resign as leader? No, no, he doesn't. He's going to have to go through nomination again. Okay. But the only way that the Republican Party themselves can move forward and say, okay, we're changing tone, we're changing pace, and we're changing direction is if he leaves, if he takes exile and goes off and fucks off somewhere. Yeah. But that he's not going to do that. He's going to stick around because he owns each one of them. One thing that needs to be made crystal clear is that Trump succeeded. His four years were not a failure. He did exactly what he set out to do, and he did more for the Republican Party than any Republican president could have previously have done. This man is leaving, having given them a 6-3 split on the Supreme Court. Yeah. That is going to live for the next 20 to 30 years. And the only way that that even ever changes is if Biden can somehow convince the Republicans to overturn. No, not even expand. Like, because you can't pull that. You can't fire the guy after you've given them the job. It's a lifetime appointment until they die. So you've got nine. Six of them are conservatives, and some of them are, like, three of them are the crazy kind. Well, let's um, go CIA. Make some mysterious shit happen here. Right? So so somehow Biden has to convince the Republican Congress, and possibly Senate in the future, to expand the bench to 11 so that he can maybe get to 6-5. But that's not going to fly. So, yeah, if you are a Republican right now and you're picking up the phone and you say, hey, Donald... You got to do the right thing for the country. You need to, you need to concede. You need to do the right thing. If I'm Donald Trump, I say, who is this? And fuck you. I gave you the Supreme court. I gave you all of the federal judges. This country could be run by a Democrat president for the next 20 years, but nothing's going to get done. Because as soon as we want to fight something, we'll take it to the Supreme Court and we'll win. Because our conservative judges will do what's right for our conservative country. Fuck off. I'll see you in four years. He'll be back and he will get the nomination again if he wants it. 
only because of his ego and only because he did what he set out to do. He told them, we're going to, uh, we're going to take the judges. We're going to take the Supreme court. We're going to, we're going to fuck up every goddamn agency there is. We're going to gut it from the inside out. And he did. What I want to assume is that the judges are not as corrupt as the politicians. They're not. They're, they're, they're even not. and fair and they're judges is what I want yeah. to hope. They so generally are, right? They generally yeah. are. And, and, but it's all, I think it's this new all bias, right? Like it's, it's yeah. in the sense that they, there's a base, like law is law. Right. So that's why, that's why they're, they're, these lawsuits for the election are going nowhere because eventually you have to provide evidence. Well, and in court, right? they're not saying it's fraud, right? Exactly. Because they don't have it and they can't. So they, they know what they have to say in front of the TV versus what they have to say in the courtroom. Now, the problem is if they actually had something to present in the courtroom, then I think we would see some judges doing some really interesting decisions, right? Now, if there was something where you could arguably say, um, those 20,000 ballots actually showed up the day after election, they shouldn't have been counted. Yeah, they would have found a way to have been like, we're not going to count them. Right. But even the states but, where they did show up late, they were allowed to show up late. Because the laws were already made in the way that they can show up five days late, right? Like, um, so they, they don't have the evidence. But if they did, if they had even some, what I'm saying is they have, we're, we're lucky in, uh, right now, or we're all, we should all be breathing a sigh of relief that there is no evidence whatsoever. Because this is one of those scenarios where even a shred of evidence is going to cause fucking headaches. Um, so let's just hope there's no shreds, right? Because we would have seen it. We would have seen 100,000 votes thrown out in Florida, 100,000 in Michigan, because they're all mostly Republican judges now, or which I think is ridiculous as well, right? Like I, I've never once voted for a judge in Canada, and I've never once I had to wonder if they were a Democrat, like NDP, liberal. It, like, I don't want to know that stuff, nor should it matter, right? Um, the law should be blind, right? Yeah, exactly. Um, there's sh like it, that, that's a strange one to me that they even have to pick a party affiliation when they run. Um, now, I think there's a handful, or, or the vast majority of judges in that system do run as independents. That's beside the point. What I'm saying is we need to be worried because he'll be back in four years because. The Trump News Network will convince the world. Um, and, you know, if you're the Republican Party, you'd have to have a really, really compelling argument to change course. And it's hard to change course on a guy who took 72 million votes in and brought in more voters than he did four years prior and gave you the Supreme Court and well, seems to have can... the pulse, right? Like he has the pulse of yeah. half the country. What we can hope, though, is that, and I think we know a little bit of it, is that Trump, uh, Donald Trump did not lead a healthy lifestyle. Yeah. Uh, so in four years from now, he's going to be 81, 82 years old. Yeah. And <sighs> he may, he may do it, or he, he might just send Ivanka up, right? Um, and I, I just hope that none of, yeah. none of the lackeys have the same whatever he has to inspire people. I don't no, no, think yeah. other than, other than honestly, Ivanka or Don jr. There's no one in that sphere around him. 
that could carry it, right? And the only reason those two would get away with it is because of the last name. Yeah. Right. It, it, it's Who's you couldn't. The other kid. Right? What's his uh, other? Oh, son's Eric. Name? Yeah. He, nobody Eric. would give her. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so Eric, hopefully he. <laughs> Eric Trump runs for president. America says, "Did you mean Congress?" Yeah. <laughs> hopefully, what I'm hoping is that. He's had the pacemaker installed before the next election and that no one, like he's just too weak and old and um, that we just don't have to worry about it. That's what I'm hoping. We just don't have to worry about it. I'm telling you, worry about it just because yeah. I think, I think what's going to happen, even if he, even if he doesn't win or doesn't want to be president or doesn't run or run for nomination, that, that man's not going to give up the power to choose who the next one should be either. Right. Um, I think just hoping he, he does. Yeah. He came in as an outsider four years ago to the party. Right. Um, yeah. most Republicans were even like, bro, aren't you a Democrat? <laughs> like we thought you voted for the Democrats in the eighties and stuff. Right. Um, and he was, and then he hasn't been a Republican long, but he, he doesn't care. It's not about the party to him. It's, it's the power. And now he's got, it, it's, it won't take him long to eventually even try to find a way to change the name of the party. Well, there's that quote about him right. saying, like, if I ever, like, in the 80s, if I ever ran for president, I'd run as a Republican. Yeah, yeah. They seem like the easiest people to manipulate or whatever. Exactly, right? So that's what it was. It was a, a very long con, and he won. And maybe the Republican Party becomes the Republican Party again someday. Or maybe they just are the Trump Party now. And one day they'll have a rebranding ceremony. And all the R's turn into T's. And <laughs> all of us, you mean, like, they get rid of the elephant and they replace it with like a gorilla right like um all things are possible right like it's yeah or an orange gutang (laughs) exactly right and uh that could be it that could be the future well uh that means that we're still in the darkest timeline least until january 19th i guess we'll see i guess we'll see 20th maybe i guess you know what brings me a little bit of light in the darkest timeline? This podcast and people listening to it all the way to the end, like you are right now. Thank you so much if you're here. Um, I just want you to know how much I appreciate it. The fact that we're on the 20th episodes, that might be up to 60 hours. Um, it, you know, at least that we've worked on it. Uh, maybe yeah. 40 hours that you've listened to, uh, potentially of all of our all of our um, ranting and raving and uh, thank you so much for doing it if you enjoy this podcast if you have a friend that you think would think something's funny on here um, please let them know share it uh, post a review if you listen on apple um, give us a rating anything like that would be super appreciated what's what's the famous tagline rate review subscribe share and yeah. uh, you know bear bear stare we leave Gora for the uh, for the famous taglines. I just mumble my mush mouth my way through everything. Okay, and I'm not the mumbler. All right, all right, yeah. All right. So, so just I just want to thank you guys again. Hope you have a great week. Um, let us know if you get a chance to use Kawabunga somehow. Uh, my name's John Brown. You can find me again, uh, John Terrio at Instagram, or you can write to us directly at Can You Confirm That on Instagram website <laughs> yes yes find us on facebook under the same thing yeah can you confirm that and, uh, that'll be fun reach out awesome thanks guys reach out and touch sorry
See, you. okay. Are you are you not going to do your marbles thing? Oh, I was going to do. Yeah, I was just going to wait so you couldn't say anything after. So Jenna Marbles, come back. Hey, we miss you. I don't. This is my Batman movie. <laughs> um, I want to meet Batman fully established and maybe at his peak. Okay. So uh, I'd originally told you, I think 10 years in, but I think it's closer to 20. You're going to fucking change it on me now, man. I've been doing research on 10 years all day. I think, <laughs> no, you haven't. <laughs> I know you well enough. Uh, no, but I not... put thought into it for a couple of minutes and I was like, okay. Brain. I think this will be okay. We're good. It's the same. So it's, not. it's the same age. It's the same aged Batman in my mind. Fuck, man. Now Helen Murray that... like has to like. I mean, like <laughs> you're just fucking with me, bro. Alfred is a female in this one, because uh, that could work. Helen Mirren, she could be his like nanny. Anyway, um, why you gotta steal my shit? So he, I think because because I sort of I want to establish. I want to have like a Nightwing. I want to have a. a Jason Todd in this film. And I want to have a young, very young Damian Wayne. Okay. Okay. So most of these are so like, okay, I'm going to put this out there right now. So, so if you don't know, yeah, those are all the Robin. I was going to say, you know, way more about the, the yes. rogues gallery yeah. and all the, the characters and stuff like that. Um, yeah. I'm taking I'm full advantage. Curious to see how you would make all of that work um, in one. Yeah, but to me, like I've only got like it's Dick Grayson, right? Like I don't need four yeah. Robins, but I'm curious to see how your world works where they are. Sure. Well, I I read Hush, which is a really famous Batman comic, um, illustrated by Jim Lee. That's why I read it. But um, anyways, it's you know a full ensemble cast in this. Like we do hear what I got. So I'm thinking he's been around for 20 years. So like I should go first. 